What you are about to experience is the most blood-curdling horror to ever fall upon a podcast. Vital social issues and stuff has been possessed by the spirit of Saturn. The full moon is rising, and the coffins are creaking open. The terror contained within this program is too intense for a single show, so it has been spread out between four episodes, the month of October dedicated to the ghosts and ghouls who have returned to our world. Prepare yourselves for the Chris and John Wayne Halloween Special. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Spooky Halloween! The beginning of our Halloween episodes on October. I'm John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Chris! <laughs> it's, it's already spooky. It's already spooky. It's already spooky. If you weren't, if you're not watching the video, then you didn't see I was wearing a the skeleton mask from Halloween three. I was actually, I was <laughs> almost going to do the same thing. I really was. I, I half I was, expected you to do the exact same I, thing. Actually. I almost did, dude. I almost did. Um, I was going to, you would have turned around mask. like, cause I ducked off camera to do this. And mm-hmm. if I would have came back and seen you wearing this mask, I would have freaked. I think we would have right. melded in time. I know. Some was... Single entity. Well, to be honest, I was going to, I was going to do the, uh, the Michael Myers mask. I was oh, going to have that cool. on. But, yeah. I mean, we could do a whole show wearing the skull mask from Halloween 3 because we both have them. You actually have the legit one from the 80s, which yeah. is really sweet. This one was uh, cool. I had the, the ones that they came out with in, like, 2011, 2012. Uh, then when they re-released them through, you know, it's still Don Post, but it's, yeah. not the, uh, it's not the original from back in the day. Yeah, I have, like, a remake of the pumpkin mask, too. It's yeah, I have all three. They're all remakes. Uh, I don't. I don't like have the wish. Years ago, yeah, I, I had to have them all. You know, like I when I when I found them, I found them as a as a set. You know, and so I splurged. You couldn't break them up. Them up. They were raised together, born right, together. Right. You know, it was yeah. like a murder of crows. Right. You know, you don't break that up. No, you don't. Like menudo. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they broken up though, Menudo? Or are they not? I don't know. Well, I mean, I think Menudo was actually like all just an interchangeable boy band. There was just okay. different because Ricky Martin was in it at one point. You just you age out of Menudo. Oh yeah, well and, yeah, you age and out. Then, and then they just replace you with some other nice, fine, but, but looking you know, young Hispanic boy. But you know, you don't age out of Men- Menudo or any other these bands in a way because, like, you notice that like some of these bands continue to do this shit. Like uh, a friend of mine, uh, she went to see the new kids on the block like five years ago. Oh, dude, they tour like every year. Right. I have I have friends like these my guys friend, are like in their 70s. <laughs> they're like they're like seven. Oh, they're wait, old. I'm sorry. For a second, I thought that you were referring to your friends who go see the new kids are in their 70s. 
<laughs> and I'm picturing like these old dudes like no, up in the thing with no. a pennant that says like NKOTB. No, just no. like <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> but no, no, it was his female friend that went to see it. No, uh, I, I have a lot. My wife would go see like back the Backstreet Boys and shit if she could, uh-huh. or one of those in sync. Like, uh, but our friend yeah. Twee shouts out Twee. She goes to see those every time they come to town. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird. It's a thing. I don't know. It's a thing. Yeah, but, like they're they're old and it's, they're like they're not the new kids. They're the old men on the block. Their new songs are like "Get Off My Lawn," you know, and stuff like that. I don't. Yeah. And I see what you did there, but I I I also I'm, don't think they have new songs. I think it's just the hits, dude. They, they're it, like if they sang a new song, it, it, they would get stoned to death. Yeah. It's taking care of business, only the chorus, and that is it. That is it. No that talking, absolute, no, no new crap. No. no new crap. And then bring right. on Chilly Willy, and then we're out. Dude. And then you're then done. we're out. That's Boom. the call tonight. Yep. That's right. That's really all you need. That's all I want. I, you know what? I would say all I, I want it. Th- I would say I want it that way. That was good. Sorry. I cut off your. <laughs> <laughs> I want it that way, but you know it's not like that hasn't been made before. Get off my lawn. Okay, that's right, that's enough. We heard it the, the first time. Why are we, we talking about boy bands? Why? How did this happen? This is a Halloween episode. Because it's spooky. Oh, because <laughs> there's nothing scarier than a boy band. Ooh. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's October now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's ho- Halloween time. Um, so. We, uh, we, you and I are both big fans of the holiday, and yeah. we wanted to yes, queen. Dig, dig into some Halloween spookiness and uh, treat our listeners to some good old-fashioned Halloween fun. Uh, so that's going to be the focus, not just today, but through the month of October, it's going to be Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Who had Halloween? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, that's yeah, it's going to be a spooktacular uh, month on the old vital social issues and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the yeah. The Corey hotline has since been converted to a spookier version of the Corey hotline. Yes, it's it's actually the Count Corey hotline. <laughs> it is Count Corey. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, we spell Count the uh, proper European way with a two U's and an E. So oh, I was out. just ta- I was just taking the O out. Oh, uh-huh. see, you're 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 in a silly mood tonight. I can feel it. Dude. You're you're dropping these a, jokes right at the top, and they're and they're and they're a little they're a little randy. If you don't mind me saying, they're a little blue. So hey, uh, I got this guy with me to help us out. Oh, awesome! Yeah. I, yeah, I've got the whole collection. This is something I wanted to bring up on the show, actually. Actually, this guy's always on tell my people what you're talk, what you're holding up. Yes, yes. I, I, I'm gonna. Don't rush oh, me. Okay. Okay. Um, no, I'm holding up a. Uh, it's Bart Simpson uh, figurine, uh, and he is uh, in a skeleton suit, and he has a little glowing Bart skull next to him, and a tombstone that it says "Bone," and then I hit this button, and it says "To be wild." Now, was that not a, that was a, uh, like a Burger King or... That a, was a, Burger King. Think, you are yeah. correct, sir. Um, mm-hmm. You are correct, sir. Uh, I, this, they, these were back in like 99 or 2000, and I collected almost all of them. Because uh, it was one of those things where you had to just keep going and try to get the one that you wanted. You know, I would actually go and ask. I'd be like, do you have this one? And they would go look for me. I was, I'm, I'm a dork, you know? I mean, I was well, like in my 20s. It was ridiculous, <clears> but... Uh, 
still. I, 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 oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I have a similar, like you, you were in your 20s. Um, like after that, I would say probably like 2012, 2013, Burger King did uh, uh, a Simpsons one where all the, the pieces of the couch fit together. Oh, yeah. And, cool. uh, and they were each a different part. And the TV was uh, Santa's Little Helper with the television. Nice. And at the end of my street, like I live seven houses away from a Burger King and an El Pollo Loco or at the end of my street that I live on. And I had just moved into this house because I like I just gotten divorced during that. And I remember I was coming home. I think I like I closed the Starbucks I worked at or something. And I like swung into the Burger King parking lot before like instead of going like to to my street right there and i just went in and i went to the counter and i was like hey guys i think i could just get like all of the pieces that <laughs> like just all of them and they were like yeah you just want like each one i was like yeah could i just buy those She's like, yeah i was like how much a dollar a piece it's nice so got it nice and i walked out of there with the whole set and some of those chicken fries. Yep, there you and go. That was it, dude. And I got them. Go. They're in my uh, display case out front, that uh, on one of my Simpson shelves. But that, well, but I don't think they let you do that. Or is what I was going to say when you were doing them. I don't think that they would have them all at yeah, once well, like that. Did yeah. They? To, to get back to my story. Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I. Uh, they actually they did two series of Trails of Horror. I don't know if it was the the very next year or the year after, but it was relatively soon. And I didn't collect all of the second series. I have some of them, but I got almost all of the first series. And um, I just would go and I'd get a burger and I'd be like, I want one of those toys, you know. Um, and I would ask. I'd be like, okay, here's the ones I'm missing. And they would try to get me whatever I needed. I think the only ones I'm missing are Pooh and Maggie, I think, are the only ones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I've got everybody else. I've got Willie and I've got Skinner and um, – Krusty and Burns, I got, I got everybody, you know, Millhouse, he's dressed as uh, Fallout Boy, you know, yeah. or no, no, he's not, he's dressed as Radioactive Man, I always thought it was weird, I was like, why isn't he Fallout Boy, you know, but he's dressed as Radioactive Man, so. That is weird. But I have them all. Except for Maggie and Apu. Yeah, I know. Oh. I already clarified that. And these tombstones used to light up, you used to like turn the switch, and the tombstone would turn around, and it would light up. Uh, but they don't anymore. Yeah, that's cool though. Does it glow? Cool. Doesn't it glow? Does the skull glow? Yeah, yeah, and so does his bones. It glows in the dark. It still glows. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. I like it very much. Um, so yeah, I wanted to just show that. Like, that's just a a little piece of some of my Halloween madness. Uh, I'm a huge Halloween nut, uh, as I as you are as well. Correct. Correct. Yes. And you that is know. Our houses both look like uh, children live there, I'm sure. I have not seen your house. I imagine it's like that. It's Halloween all year long. And I live with a woman, and my house still mm. uh, has a, a peewee playhouse-ish uh, macabre feel throughout. Well, your sofa, does, your sofa does talk. <clears throat> yeah, so and that. I have that genie that I captured in my cabinet. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, so. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool, except, you know, it's one of those gin genies, like, so it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it casts gin. Like, fuck cells. Yeah, like, it drinks gin. <laughs> it listens to nothing but 
the Gene Genie, like Bowie, it's like Gene, and then it tries to change it to Gin Genie. It's like Gin Genie, and I'm like, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. And but I can't say it because it's like that Twilight Zone where you're like, oh Bart, you're good. Don't don't think that because then my right. genie will cast a spell on me, right? right. And that'll make us cast a spell on you. You know, it's also my that genie is so fucking literal. I swear to God, I am tired of these literal fucking genies. You know what we mean. You know what we're talking you about. Know what we mean. I'm sick of this as a as a plot point, as a device to move your plot forward. Yep. We shouldn't have to have all sorts of like uh, clarifications when we make we a wish. Shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Or they should be way more clear. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. And I was watch. I've been. I've been on a Simpsons kick lately. I yeah. meant to talk to you about this because you know it's on Disney Plus. Uh, all of them. And I. Well, real uh, quick, I want to let our audience sure. know. For those who don't know uh, about this, John Wayne and I have an encyclopedic knowledge of the Simpsons. Uh, when we first met each other, we almost instantly started quoting the Simpsons to each other almost nonstop. Like, we can have whole conversations just in Simpsons talk. Yeah, and and if you thought we were cool, we actually went home and checked our answering machines after that. And uh, we were very relieved to find that we had no messages. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a deep cut, nerds. That is a deep <laughs> nerd cut right there. <sighs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, but I've been watching because uh, I don't... I, I don't know why I put them on for a specific reason to to watch something specific from because the Simpsons. They're great, and it's always and, uh, time to watch them. Always, you no, know, it's always a great time to watch them. But I put but I put it on season nineteen, and I we were we were uh, you and yeah. I were texting the other day about something mm-hmm. that you brought up that I it was so weird because Millhouse brought up the exact same thing, right. I went in the episode that I was watching the night before and it was yeah. and it, and it, and it, it so ties into every like our ridiculous reads <laughs> and like all that kind of uh, shit. Well, was, I'll, go, uh, I'll go ahead and just say what it is. I mean, like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I was, um, you know, if you listen to the last episode, you know that my ridiculous reads was from a very fine book called Steve Urkel's Super Cool Guide to Success. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and so I had been looking for silly things like that and I, happened to come across some of the Olsen twin books from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like they had made a ton of these things, apparently so many, of so them. many. And it's, it kind of makes sense. Cause like, remember they had like so many movies of those two girls, you know, like when they were little and like they made, they made a, a shitload of these movies. Yeah. Uh, and I remember cause I worked at a video store at the time and it seemed like every month it'd be like, really another one, you know? Uh, and so they had all of these like, you know, uh, books for kids. Uh, and and then eventually young adult, I guess, uh, all like Olsen twin adventures, like Olsen twins and like the scary mine and like, you know, like these, you know, like adventure books. Uh, and so I texted you and I was like, dude, they have all these Olsen twin books. And you sent me back a really funny text, which was actually a Milhouse Milhouse quote. Yeah. Which was yeah, from, from that my- episode you had just watched. Yeah, Milhouse, like uh, they were referencing something they're talking about reading and Milhouse uh, was like. Are we re? I I'm almost done with the last book of the my you know of the fucking Olsen twins. He holds up a book, you know, that and the, it's drawn, but it's them like I yeah. driving or something. And he's like, 
I consider myself the third sister, you know, it's <laughs> like, cause he's, yeah, yeah. Cause he's just That's been reading good. the whole series yeah. and I was, and then you, and then the next day you text me like, Oh, I found a gold mine, all these old situations, <laughs> which also made me ask like, well, how, what are your Google searches like that you're coming? <laughs> like, what are you exactly searching that you found Olsen twin? But you know what? That's for a different thing. That's fine. All you That's have fine. to do is Google uh, Olsen twins. <laughs> I like to think that you put in, you got it, dude. Uh, you got it, comma, dude, into your search engine, and just every Olsen twin thing you want comes up. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's all in the al- algorithms. Mm. So, uh, so, yeah, um, Simpsons, Halloween, that's uh, one of the things that I look forward to every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm one of those hardcore Simpsons fans who can't let it go, even though I do agree like the show's not quite what it used to be. Uh, I cannot let it go. It's like religion to me. The Simpsons are so uh, have been such a big part of my life uh, that they, you know they always were a source of great joy to me, including watching the reruns to, so many times that I memorized them. Um, that it makes me feel at home. It's like the sound, even just the sound of those voices, just comfort me in a way. You know, uh, yeah. it's it's just one of those weird things where it's just like even if it's background noise, I love it. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Same thing for me. It's very comforting. It's very, uh, it does feel like home. But I also do, I, cur- I, I encourage you to maybe, do you have Disney Plus or Pl- Disney Plus, the European version? No. Oh, well, if you did, or you, because, oh, that's right. Well, you own everything physical. So you have I all the do, seasons. I have, I have all the seasons that they've released, uh, but it's also on Hulu. So I, I have it on Hulu. I watch the new ones on Hulu. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say, because I, I, the, these ones that I've been watching that are newer, um, I think are still pretty sharp. I don't know the ones a few and far well, between ones I I've seen, and, and then going back to watch them now, I'm like, you know, I don't, this is still good. I'm still I laughing just, at this. No, I still enjoy them. I still do. Um, I will admit they're not as good as they once were. It's you know, like, but you know, once you've done thirty years worth of shows, I mean, you 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 gotta like, it's not gonna be as sharp and have the same impact as it once had. Much as uh, Lisa once said about the Itchy and Scratchy show when it was having trouble, uh, you know. So that's that's there you go. You know, there you they're, go. They're very self-referential, the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they kind of have to be at this point. You know, um, like if you're not a fan at this point, and like it's your fault, you have to be able to get the inside jokes. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for a thirty-plus-year-old series. Yeah, you, yeah. You, they have carte blanche. They can they can do a whole episode right. they could do a whole season of inside jokes and you should be able to get them yeah or you don't it's want on to. you it's on you to get it's them. on you yeah. but that's another podcast we could do a whole show on the simpsons and we and just we might uh but uh right now we want to get into we, oh, we gotta yes. we gotta stay on target stay right. on target stay on brand. Uh, shop at target we mm. gotta um we gotta stay on track here uh so I, I think that'll bring us to our first topic. Yes. Uh, or no, it won't. Our because we need to do our first segment. That's what yes. I meant to say. I'm sorry. I thought I know you. I knew what you meant. That's okay. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Like oh, I, I, knew, I knew everything. I knew exactly what you meant, and I was going with it. I was like, yes. Right. Uh, segment topic. So uh, you've got one all lined up. So I don't really have a segue because you know more about it than me. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's time for. <laughs> Book of the Week! Book! Book of the Week. 
Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow, Butterfly in the Sky. Book of the Week. Uh, the book of the week this week is uh, Sabbath of the Fox Devils by Sam Richard. Now, Sam is uh, a guy like uh, that I've met through BizarroCon, um, and we became fast friends, and we've since, uh, you know, we stay in touch pretty consistently, and uh, this is a pretty sweet book, I have to say. Um, let me read the description of, of this book. After learning about the existence of a powerful grimoire through a cartoon, 12-year-old Joe is determined to find it and change his lot in life. But in doing so, he'll also uncover a local priest's dark secret and how it may be connected to Joe's brother abruptly leaving town five years ago. Part homage to the small creature horror films of the 80s, Ghoulies, Gremlins, and the Gate, the part splatterpunk take on a Goosebumps book, Sabbath of the Fox Devils is a weird, diabolical, coming-of-age horror story of self-liberation in an oppressive religious environment set during the Satanic Panic. Prepare your soul to revel in the darkness. Wow. That sounds good. I'm going to buy that. Uh, I, yes, you should. I uh, I actually did order my copy tonight. That sounds uh, like as of this totally recording. something, totally something like, I, I would enjoy. Um, and it also sounds like a perfect read for Halloween. It sounds yes, like a it, great it, Halloween read. Yeah. Yes, and the and the um the cover is actually pretty sweet too. This book, it's like got a red, like a blood moon, and all these fox devil creatures like kind of baying at it. Uh, and you like werewolves, so you oh, like okay. that yeah, connection. Maybe. So and it's it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, werewolf, and just... uh, little werewolf thing I got to talk about later on. So yeah, okay, yeah. well that's later on. Uh, but yes, and yes. this is available now on uh, Weird Punk Books from Sam Richard. So you can go to the uh, weirdpunkbooks.com uh, shop site and, uh, and pick one up. But it's also on Amazon, I believe, as well. So get it, get it. it there. Yeah, so, uh, so check it out. And, and, uh, and if you go to the Weird Punk Books site, you know they've got a lot of awesome uh books that are available as well as um a uh, i have to plug this there's a tarot deck sam's uh sam's wife passed away uh three years ago i believe mm -hmm. and she was a tattoo artist and she was in the middle of designing a, ta a tarot deck uh when she passed away and some of her friends stepped in and helped finish this deck and they put it out and uh it's it's beautiful it's awesome i i actually uh, my, my wife katie got me one of these as a present uh so if you're into tarot decks uh, or in tarot stuff check this out it's very cool it's called the multi stabber tarot deck uh it's also on the uh, weird punk book site so if you pick up sam's book you can check out the uh tarot deck his his, his wife uh designed so very cool stuff nice very cool pretty cool pretty cool <clears throat> All right, so well, book of the uh, week. That's it. That's book Up. of the week. Check it and out. We'll see you guys next week. You can find me at <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we have to get to our other book. Uh, oh my goodness! I'm we so have sorry. we have a, a new segment that we started on the last show. For those of you who may ha not have listened to it, um, mm -hmm. we have a new segment that they were sticking with. Sticking with sticky wick. Sticky wick. It's sticky just, wick. There's the whiskey tongue. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's a new segment that we're both really really excited about. We've been really enjoying this. It's become yes. a, a fun little hobby for us uh, finding these for you, um, and it's a little segment we call 
Ridiculous Reads. Oh my goodness. Ridiculous Reads. Waka, so, waka, waka. Waka, waka. So last week, I know that we we got quite a dose of knowledge via via one of the great minds of our generation and <laughs> yours uh one Stephen Urkel yep and i know uh that was more informative you know that was informative and and it yes. was uh, it was important yes uh and relevant and Helps you know me. i'm and i want to say that while i'm you know you may think that i'm diverting from that i'm really kind of you know just taking a different path on it but but today I'm going to read from something we will gain wisdom from, and I guarantee, I, I assure you, we will. And this okay. is, um, <laughs> this is a novelization of episodes of <laughs> Mork and Mindy. And Mork and Mindy was a, a television show. Of episodes. This is a novelization of episodes. This is this is <laughs> one of the coolest. This is very cool. I'm holding it up. If you're watching the YouTube, oh, I'm, dying. Uh, I'm holding it up. It's uh, and if you're not familiar with what Mork and Mindy is or was, it was a sitcom back uh, back in the days of seventies, uh, er, late seventies, early eighties, maybe. Shazbot, <clears throat> yeah, it says that Shazbot right here, uh, featuring <laughs> one uh, the late Robin Williams and uh, some woman. Rest in power. So rest in power. Uh, I <laughs> I can't remember the the fem- the woman's name, but no. uh, I should have read that before. But anyway, it doesn't matter because this. It was a very popular show. Now, something I also want to bring up again, and I think we might have touched on something like this uh, during when we talked about uh, All in the Family for a little bit. Yeah. And we discussed that sitcoms this back in that time period, the crossover was something that was real, and it was, it was, pre- it was prevalent. Like, there was... Yes. crossovers were and and by that i mean it was not uh out of the ordinary for you to see one of your favorite characters from uh xyz show show up at abc's door on thursday night you know right. if they're on the same network type of thing like that just happened all the time and mork and mindy was was no exception when it came to that and that and that's one of the reasons why i chose to read from this today because I've chosen a scene that involves one such crossover um, that happened during wow. this time. It's in the book. It's in. Oh Ooh, my man. man! It's in the book. Wow. Now, uh, this scene that I'm going to read uh, should maybe should I read the? No, I mean I'm not. That, that doesn't matter. People, yeah, like people know what Morgan Mindy is, and if they don't, they're not going to laugh at this anyway. So, so. This involves one of my all-time favorite uh, characters. I believe in some universe is probably a real person. Uh, I based part of, you know, my identity is partly based on Eddie Haskell, partly based on this gentleman. His name is Mr. Arthur Fonzarelli. Oh, Otherwise shit. known as the Fonz. Now, we begin our reading as such. Twenty years ago, or Blems, as an Orkin would say when speaking in Earth time, a young man named Arthur Fonzarelli was sitting in an Earth home of a family named Cunningham. 
He had just answered the phone. Yo, he said, <laughs> a hand stroking his greased, back-combed hair of his temples. Cunningham residence, he frowned. No, Richie is not here. He and the family are taking a week's vacation. The Fonz, as he is known to most earthlings, made his voice husky. And, uh, you sound cute, though. What's your name? Mary? This, he said, puffing out his chest, is Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> House sitter. Mm. The, Fon- the Fonz banged the telephone down on the table quickly and brought it back to his ear. What? You never heard of me? Are you new in town? Or are you just recently back from lunch? Yeah, well, I'll tell him you called. <laughs> he answered without enthusiasm. He brushed his hair back as he hung up the phone, looking bored. That Richie hangs around with real losers. <laughs> Fonz, let it be said, was a reasonable man, and he began to write down the message on a pad put next to the phone for that purpose. But a whirring sound coming from the window behind him brought him to a halt. A giant egg, shining white, had lowered to the ground. By the time the Fonz had turned to face the window, the whirring noise had stopped. All right, he said, leaning back on his heels. What's going, wee, wee, wee? The Fonz walked to the door. Ralph, he said loudly, if that's you doing a bad joke, you'll find out I don't like wee, wee, wee. The Fonz quickly opened the door, and standing there was Mork, dressed in his red spacesuit with a silver square on his chest and his head covered by a helmet that blacked out his face. Whoa, 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 said the Fonz, backing away from the door. Greetings, Fonzie, said Mork in his high, speedy voice. Remember me, Mork from Mork, or as you once called me, the nut from outer space. Mork took off his space helmet. The Fonz, confused, but remembering vaguely, said, Uh, yeah, I had, I had a bad dream last night, that's it. He said, confident once again, I'm dreaming again. No wonder that chick Mary never heard of me. This is a nightmare. <laughs> it's the only explanation for a chick not knowing who the Fonz is. Sorry, this is true. I was thrilled, mind you, to make you forget, but I didn't mean to strain your brain. Hey, the Fonz turned sideways. Very thoughtful. I think I want to wake up now. Fonzie slapped himself across the cheeks twice. Mork lowered his eyebrows. Do you often sup yourself? Mork looked at his own hands questioningly and slapped himself in the face. I do not find that pleasurable. The Fonz was worried. I think I am awake. Mork put out his palm reassuringly. Do not be afraid. I will not harm you. That would be Orkian behavior. Afraid? The Fonz put his hand on his chest and then strutted back to the door. Me? Afraid? He put his hands out. Good. I want to be friends. The Fonz, pretending to be bored as he put his hand on the door, said, On the other hand, as much as I'd like to invite you in for small talk, I'm really busy. He looked harassed. I gotta write a note to Richie from Mary. Uh, I I gotta wipe the bugs off my headlights. He began to close the door. Important stuff. The door was halfway closed when Mork pointed his bloink and made the short hum. The Fonz tried to keep closing the door, but it wouldn't budge. But this is important, too, Mork said. Last time I was here, I observed an earth ritual that I could not comprehend. It's been driving me. Come on. <laughs> the Fonz was still trying to push the door shut, glanced nervously at Mork. Hey, listen, I, uh, I, I, I don't get tense. You know what I'm saying. We'll talk about it, huh? This ritual that drives you, uh, you know, what bothers you? Men dating women, Mork answered. <laughs> the Fonz backed away and smiled. This was his kind of talk. I think you came to the right guy. He lifted his chin proudly. What do you want to know? 
Mork pointed his finger at the door and then bent it back at the joint. There was another hum, and the Fonz, who had been leaning against it, nearly fell down as the door began to close. Mork walked in, and the Fonz closed the door, puzzled. Hey, thanks, he said. Why, Mork said, does a man date a woman? The Fonz shook his head. This is basic stuff. I mean, men don't go out with women on your planet? Mork thought about this. Assuming he understood what this earthling meant by women, men and women, he decided, could be, it's hard to tell, parts are interchangeable. <laughs> and I'm going to end it right there. Please. <laughs> but, That's, it's starting to get dirty. So, <laughs> but, but what I wanted to say, and I, and I know if that felt like I took it long, I, I wanted to... No, 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 no. It's, it's, ...that point, no, because, because if you go to... Now, this was... I wanted, this is, See, this is how... There's such an ultimate, you know that there's some divination of ultimate uh, interacting with us on this plane of this bit that we're doing. Because I picked that book from the pile and I started f- trying to find a, a, something to read from it today. And I came upon where I, I just saw the fonts on a page and I was like, oh shit, the fonts is in this? That's all you need, yeah. And I went back and I read some scenes because he's, he's all throughout the book, by the way. Oh, yeah. uh, and I like I found this scene and I was like, oh, this is the one I'm reading. So while I was waiting before you and I got on early uh, this call here to record, I was on YouTube and I just I just uh, searched the fonts because I was like, I, I want to make, I want to like hear him talk for yeah. a couple minutes. So I can just kind of get that in my head. And there, the scene, there's a, a, a scene came up on just searching the fonts called Mork meets the fonts. And it is this exact scene yeah. that I just read now, except I encourage you to go watch this because all of that, all of that like the stage direction and stuff I read is, is just, it, it happens so quickly in the scene. Yeah. And uh, it's it's you know it's kind of spelled out for you, which I, it actually made me understand what was going on in the scene of the book <laughs> when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's what he's talking about. Okay, I see. Um, so yeah, to it, hear you read it. I thought that that uh, Mork wanted to date the Fonz and was like, why do you go out with women when like, <laughs> you know that's that's the way it read. It well, and it kind of comes but off like that. And then your Fonz, performance, but because because there's more to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The Fonz, actually, if I mean, I don't want to spoil, but if you want to go forward in this, the Fonz uh, does think that there's something weird like that because he's like, you sure this is what you're looking for? Like after that, the interchangeable parts type of thing where it got dirty. And uh, so he decides that, yes, he is going to help Mork and he sends Mork up to Richie's room to change into regular clothes. To have sex with Richie? No, the the Cunninghams are out of town. I know. Fonz is now. And then here's the even better part. You you want to talk like we I talked about crossovers, right? Mm-hmm. So we're already in a crossover of Mork and Mindy and Happy Days happening in this scene. Yeah. This is actually a Happy Days episode. Okay. Oh, so it's a happy. It's not. This a, is a Happy Days episode. This no is not shit. a Mork and Mindy episode. All right. Okay. And then uh, he's like, I got the perfect person because he because Mork wants him to set uh, an ending conversation with Mork wanting a date to date a woman. And Fonz is like, I, I, I'll get you set up with the perfect Earth woman, no problem. Sends okay. him up to say, oh, go to Richie's room and put on clothes. And of course, they have this whole back and forth about what's Richie's room and I don't, you know, whatever. So the next scene, he gets on the phone, he makes a phone call. You know, they go away to commercial, I guess. They come back. There's a knock at the door. Fonz opens it. And you know who's at the door? 
Laverne of Laverne oh, and Shirley. Shit. No shit. Laverne of Laverne and Shirley. She's got the L jacket. She's like, hey, Fonz. And he and he greets her with a kiss on the lips. A lip kiss. Oh. Like they kiss like, hey. Mm. And then uh, How he's does like, Laverne turn up in the 50s, though? Like, I'm, like, where's the continuity? Like, those were all 70s shows, but the Fonz was in the 50s. Laverne and Shirley was in the 70s. In like their Are you sure? I'm positive of this. The Happy That's Days awful. was a flashback to the 50s that was made in the 70s. That's why the Fonz wears a leather jacket. It takes place in the 50s, dude. So well, how the fuck does that work? Laverne and Shirley were clearly in the 1970s. No, Lenny and Squiggy, remember? Well, they, they were, were greasers, greasers, but I thought they were supposed to be, like, outdated. Because wasn't... Well, maybe this is young Laverne, dude. I could have sworn Laverne and Shirley took place in the 70s. I don't think it was a 50s flashback, but... I mean, I haven't watched it since I was I watched 10, this. so... So, Laverne is there. Kisses her on the lips. Says, hey, I got this guy for you. He's like, she's like, what's he like? And he's like, he's foreign. She's like, I hate foreigners. Does so, he talk funny? Whoa. Which, of course, is racist. And he's whoa. like, yeah, a little bit. And he's like, and then, and then uh, she said, nah, I don't want I'm out of here. And he grabs her and kisses her on the mouth again, to which she kind of like, li- like lights off. She's like, all right, what's his name? And he, and then, and then Fonzie tells her, "Hey, uh, all right, go outside, wait in your car. I've got to kind of like give him the lowdown on you." And uh, he's like, "She's like, my car's broken. I took the bus." And he said, "Hey, I'll fix your car if you go wait outside like you're waiting for the bus." And kicks her, kicks her out of the house and slams the door. And Mort comes down dressed like an idiot, of course. And you know they, you know, but it's a uh, man. It's like a triple dick crosser. All holes wow. filled with hard cock. You, you know what? I have, to, I, 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 I have to apologize because actually Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff of Happy Days. So actually it did take place in the 50s. So it's okay. my mistake. That's all right. We're wrong. For so the much. first time on the show, I, I was wrong. And that will be a t-shirt. <laughs> right after Off on a Tangy. Mark this because Shouts out, Tangy. it won't happen again. Shouts out, Tangy. I swear she gets a mention on every show. Well, she... She's been paying me. To oh, her. oh, this is sponsored content. Okay. Yeah, this is sponsored yeah. content. Check out Tangie. Yeah, check off out on a Tangie. Hashtag off on a Tangie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she bought 30% of the rights of the t-shirts from me. You didn't... I thought she... No? Okay, never mind. We'll talk about this offline. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> She's a free uh, woman. She knows what she wants. Yeah, but I was very... Uh, I do love the Fonz. And I do love uh, his attitude, and I do love Eddie Haskell's attitude, and I do think that I emulate that in some uh, bo- impish boy, boy-like yeah. charm that I hold. And I did uh, wash my hands next to the Fonz uh, in oh, the bathroom. Oh, oh, yeah, you told me this once. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but go ahead and tell. Yeah. It was in Austin for uh, this past past September, like a year ago, I guess now. Uh, in Austin, it was uh, Wizard World Comic Con, which was a big bust. I was there with Lucas Mangum and Max Booth the Third. Shouts out, and we had a blast. Uh, but the the con was uh, awful. But Henry Winkler was one of the guests, and of course, he's very popular. But I was in the bathroom um, at one point, and uh, kind of I guess in the late afternoon of Saturday, and I'm taking a piss, and I walk over to the sink, the line of sinks, and I start washing my hands. And I, two two sinks over from me is somebody washing their hands, and you know you can see like somebody looking at you out of the corner of your eye, and I was like, 
I just kind of looked at it, and I looked over and it was fucking the fonts, dude. And he like looked down real quick and I was like, what the fuck was he looking at me for? Which my wife, my wife later said like, he was probably looking at your, how hideously tattooed you are. And I was like, yeah, that was probably it. Yeah. And, it's because uh, you look weird. And, uh, but like, I didn't freak out. I didn't say hello. I said nothing. I was completely respectful. We're in the bathroom. We're not there well, to conversation. We're cool. Like the fonts would be. Cool. God damn it, dude. You know it. Yeah, the Fonz was cool. How is fun? You know, when I take the dogs out for a walk every morning, I say, we're going to be like Fonzie. How's Fonzie? Fonzie is cool. I know that's from Pulp Fiction and you hate it, but my dogs respond to that. Did I tell I you to take my dog? Wait, to wait, wait, a... I, wait, I hate Pulp Fiction? Yeah, you hate Quentin Tarantino and everything. No, I, lo- no I don't. I love no, Pulp Fiction. No, you hate it because he's I in do, it. Dude, and Pulp he did Fiction it. is fantastic. I love Pulp Fiction. I, I, mean, like, I like Reservoir Dogs and True Romance. Uh, you know, like, there's plenty of stuff that he did that I like. I just don't think he makes anything good anymore. Well, unfortunately, I, mean, I, I keep, I, I've, I continue to give him chance after chance. And then after um, he filleted, I was just like, I'm done. Like, this, uh, it's just sad, dude. Like, because he used to make really, really good stuff. So, well, my dogs, did I tell you I had to take my dog to get his teeth cleaned this morning? This is, I'm sure this is a fascinating story. Did I tell you that? No. I had to take Boney to get his teeth cleaned this morning. He had to get put under anesthesia. It was traumatizing oh. to me a little oh, bit. Oh, oh, I, I thought you just meant you had someone brush his fucking teeth. I didn't know. Yeah, that's what I did. Thing. I had somebody come brush his fucking teeth. Dude. Well, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like Because the, the vet was like, hey, he has some tooth issues. We need to do a cleaning and see if... If some of these need, if something needs to be extracted, well, that's a major thing. Uh, the yeah. way you said it, I just thought he was just getting some scope put in there. Oh no, garlic! Get, rid, get rid of the kibble breath, you know, and yeah. So uh, I mean, you don't mind when I have kibble breath, but you no, know, never. He but when, you know. no, he he does have. He had some shitty ass breath too, which was another yeah. issue. They're like, all right, so I, I had to take Boney, and Boney is my. Uh, he's like he's fifty eight pounds now, dude. Uh, Pit pit mix like but he's like a bulldog like he's with a bulldog yeah. underbite and shit I had yeah. to take him this morning he's super excited to just go out it's pouring here by the way because we were like getting hit by a tropical storm in houston um so i had to take him to the vet and he was not ex- he was shaking it was so i was like oh, oh god man. so they took him in but they're so nice like this is a super badass vet that we go to um but he was just nervous and then i had to leave him there and then they called me a few hours later and told me everything was fine I could come get him in three hours when he was ready, but he's been like all kind of like I got he's home, he's cool, but he's just like all out of it still yeah, and kind of, yeah, uh, you know. So I had to do that today, and so shouts out Boney. Shouts out Boney, that's a good boy. He's a good boy. <clears throat> um, it was a fascinating story. I'm glad that you prefaced it with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought this nice, uh, sad story to the show and brought everybody down. It's um, not sad. He's fine. Okay. <laughs> his teeth are super clean, by the way. Like well, I was like, holy shit, man. His teeth are clean. Mm-hmm. And everything was fine. They didn't have to extract anything. So now he shies away from your breath. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I got to get that peanut butter back out. And, uh... <laughs> He's just like, oh, you smell like weed and bananas. Get away from me. <laughs> That's a good smell. Oh, dude. Can you imagine what weed and bananas in like a like a deodorant would smell? Ooh, oh. That would smell awesome. Essence Holy shit, of, dude. Essence of JW. 
Yep. <laughs> because I use like an Old Spice one right now. I just got a different one that was like coconut and like your mom or something. And it's coconut and your mom. It smells good. Well, you know what? Coming soon. Uh, weed and banana. Communalis, weed banana cologne. Yep. And then you branch I off. Don't, like... I don't wear cologne. I don't wear cologne. I want it to be a deodorant. Oh, oh, oh excuse me. Cologne Your is product. I'm, I'm not even fancy enough for cologne. I mean, come on, man. Do, what do you do? You wear cologne? No. Come on. No, what, my man. When am I cologne wearer? Like... <laughs> the only cologne I will. Even, I know. The, I will even. The only cologne in my bathroom is Mandem, and only because Charles Bronson endorsed it. And I still don't wear it, but I had kept the I keep the bottle just for you know it's for peace of mind. It's a showpiece. It's a showpiece. It's for for peace of mind. It is for peace of mind. You're absolutely right. right. There's a difference. I used to wear cologne as a younger man in high school. Uh, I I haven't since. Uh, But I am a little bit fancier than you, so I'd imagine I I I don't begrudge you thinking that I wore cologne. You are fancy, yes. Or uh, even a, a. You're you're more decorative than I am. You know, yeah, I'm, I am, well, vampi- I am vampire. You are. You've got all these tattoos and stuff. You're decorative. You're like, look at me. Okay. <laughs> I am, well, I am I'm good, 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 and oh, so smart. Grade me, grade <laughs> me. <laughs> Where I'm, I'm on the don't you fucking look at me side of things. I but want. I don't like, want. But then, but then you're like, but please look at me. No, actually, no. <laughs> Just like, mm, no. Whatever, uh, whatever. All right, whatever. Let's get back to the the, the topic at hand, uh, which yeah. is uh, the the theme that we're going to have all this month. Uh, so we're going to branch off into our first topic, which is one, two, three, four. Halloween memories. Halloween precious memories. What a time. What a time. What a time. Because, uh, you know, we are close in age. So we went, you know, we grew up around the same area, uh, era, not area. 1922. 1926. And we had to say that because the Kaiser stole our world. Stole our world 20. He did. Bastard. I chased Mm -hmm. him for dickety odd miles. (laughs) (laughs) Dickety six miles, actually. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we're going to talk about Halloween memories. You know, we've... uh, We've done a lot of talking about movies and things lately. Uh, movies and drugs, pretty much all we've been talking about. So, yeah, which is which kind of is all all we do anyway is take drugs and watch movies. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> when you really boil it down, when you really boil it down, and by that I mean you take drugs and I watch movies. Yeah, it's like uh, a weird. Venn, <laughs> it's like it's like a Venn diagram, but also a pie graph uh, situation somehow. At least it's not a pyramid scheme, or is it? <laughs> it's a reverse pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about our own personal memories. We're going to tell you a little bit about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to give you the the scoop from, like, you're going to hear it from the wolf's wolf's mouth. Is that even a phrase? Um, if it's not, it is now. It's a t-shirt. So. It's a trademark from the wolf's mouth. Trademark vital socials and stuff. It's good from John Wayne from the wolf's mouth. Yep. Uh, so we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Halloween memories specifically uh, Mm -hmm. and how John Wayne and I both became Halloween uh, maniacs. Uh, And of course, we're both horror writers. We're both horror enthusiasts, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. horror nerds. And a lot of that, I think, ties into Halloween because that's really where, as a child, you really start to learn about horror. 
uh, and I don't mean horror as in like actual like horror. Not, not how but horrible I mean the in the horror life genre, is. like yeah. monsters and scary things. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about deformed babies in Iraq horror. I'm talking about Frankenstein. <laughs> weird. Uh, hmm. Interesting. No, Cold. depleted uranium. It could be led to you know deformed children. True. That's that's true horror. True horror. Yes, We're not talking right. about that though. What am I, what am I talking? Why about? would we? Why would I bring that up when I could be talking about Frankenstein? Because that's the horror that I mean. Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, and I think that this will be a little bit interesting because we're interesting people. But you and I, as we've as we've as we've come across in some other episodes previously, you know, you and I had uh, different childhood upbringings and and backgrounds. Uh, right. you know. I worked in the cold mines while you swam in buckets worked of gold in the coins. cold mines. The you say cold the cold mines. mines. The cold. Well, they were cold, but they were the cold. Cold mines. mines. You got the black. I was. Lung, I was. I, well, I swam. My, my father had the black lung, and so I had to take his place uh, because he was hacking and dying while my yeah. mother cried and played the violin, mm. and uh, and so I had to take his place and shovel that coal. Meanwhile, you were uh the prince of the company store and you were swimming in gold coins right. and i would have to come to you and go please sir can we have some more gruel and you'd be like no uh yeah and i slept on a bed made of money with many beautiful women <laughs> and uh and that was yeah so so that's why it's going to be quite different uh yes. our, our halloween takes are going to be different yes. so but where do we want to start on this different. christopher not, not, di- not that different, different but no 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 um so uh I, I guess let's Do we want to talk to like back. our first memory of Halloween? Yeah, that's exactly like what I was going to say. Let's talk about like our earliest memory of it. Um, would you like to? Would you like to tell us yours, Richie Rich? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I guess I was trying. I was thinking about this earlier today, and I want to say so. I lived in. I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I lived there in Monroeville by the mall where. Dawn of the, the, you know, Dawn of the Dead, right? Dawn of the Dead in the Monroeville. In situation. your mansion. In my mansion, uh, yeah, I lived in I lived in that area till I was six, uh, till I just turned six. So I moved to Texas. I just freshly, so so five, you know, whatever, five and some years. So the first Hall- Halloween I remember going, being taken out to trick or treat on, I had to have been maybe four. Uh, because it was just me and my sister was maybe one. My brother wasn't born yet. And I was wearing one of those. Wait, wait it was just you walking in the street by yourself? No, my dad was with I me. Mean, it was just me. I was the only kid. I was the only kid. Like, it's family. I'm sorry. It would be. Yeah. And I was walking the streets at night. Uh, and I was wearing um, now in the in the uh, early 80s and probably uh, this probably started in the 70s. Where uh, I was, where they, they had costumes where they would be, and I know you know what I'm talking about, Chris. Where it would be like the the character of somebody, and it was just a plastic mask of their with face. a rubber band of the face, and then this plastic those, kind of jumper that was nothing really to do those, with. Those, um, I was actually going to bring those up. Those are actually uh, those were by Ben Cooper Incorporated. Um, yeah, they're, they're they were an infamous company, and they, they yeah they created these costumes. That were a a plastic face with no sides or back, but just a rubber band to hold it on. And then the the they had a costume, but it was really just like this this jumper. 
that was basically made out of a shower curtain. Right. You know? Um, in fact, to this day, when I smell a new shower curtain, I think of those think costumes. Of that. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's the exact same material. Uh, so I just wanted to jump in and say that no. those are Ben Cooper Incorporated. So go ahead. Right. And I know you can't see it in the camera here, but over in the Library of Evil on this side, I have a, a Ben Cooper, uh, like one, like it's a large. You have Ben Cooper's corpse. You have. Right? I have Ben Cooper's corpse yes. here, and I have it dressed up in um, a Mrs. Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> uh, but also to the side, I have uh, one of the Ben Cooper masks, but it's blown up in a, like a larger design. It's in like a it's basically a recreation of how they came in the box back then. Yeah. What, what's the mask of, though? Is uh, it, the, like... It's the the vampire. Uh, my, the glow I, in the, I got I the glow guess. in the dark vampire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. So, so it's cool. So, but what were you in the, back in the day in this early memory when you were four? What were you? Strawberry was... shortcake? <laughs> Cheer bear? You're very close. I know. Um, I was. I was a Smurf. Of uh, course you were. <laughs> and, and the and the and the Smurf and the part the shower curtain part just had like on the on your shirt like on your top part it was just a picture of a bunch of Smurfs like playing, and then the bottom part was just like blue like blue pants or whatever. Yeah. So I was wearing the Smurf outfit, and uh, my dad would take took me to places. But I remember particularly he took me to my grandparents' house. And he like hid around the bushes because I wanted to go and just like knock on the door. But and I thought that I was fooling them. But like all along, they knew it was me and they knew my dad was out there, you know, and yeah. uh, I never forgave them for fooling me like that. Just oh, so you know, oh. I was I held I held that grudge. And now yeah. they're dead. Because, and, yeah, like when and, you, and you, we never resolved it. You took out a hit on them. You never resolved it. But you took I, yeah, out a I, hit on them because <laughs> of the whole Smurf fiasco Smurf gate. I was Smurfgate83. Smurf yeah, but I was a Smurf. Um, and my dad just took me around basically to like friends, people renew houses and let yeah. me like walk up like I was fucking some idiot. Like, now what Smurf were you? Were you Taddy? Genera Smurf. It was Genera Smurf. It was just a Smurf with a white hat, dude. Well, but I mean, what Smurf would you be now? Like, uh, would you be Taddy Smurf? Because you have all the tats? No, he was. Like, he hefty was, had uh, one, didn't he? he that's had a what I was gonna say. Tattoo. I'd be hefty yeah. Smurf because he had a tattoo. So you're like he, extra hefty. So I'm like sir, but he was also surly. He, I think, I like to think he was like the the model maybe for the surly in uh, mm -hmm. uh, the Simpsons because hefty always was like, yeah, I don't fucking know. It's like he was the most frustrated Smurf. Mm -hmm. He was always in a bad mood. Like he was probably the only one that didn't get to bang well, Smurfette. I was just about to say maybe that's why he was mad because there's only one female in the entire village. And then later on, there are a bunch of kids. Dude, she had, they did. She I, must have I had was, them all. I was a Smurf uh, guy. As you know, I wore the mask. Um, yes. They did have um, story arcs where Smurfette was pregnant. In, uh, and had, did. Yeah. And you know who, and the, you know who the father alert, was? Gargamel? Papa Smurf. <laughs> dude, you think I'm joking? Papa, Papa Smurf, Smurf is like the dad of all the Smurfs, dude, it turns out. It's some fucked up thing when you're a kid. You're like, what? Oh, Smurf. Dude, Marcus, look it I up. Gargamel. Was, I thought he was like Smurfette and all the Smurfs' dad. I thought he was like, because he was yeah. like, had the gray beard and stuff. He definitely is all the Smurfs' dads. But, you know, he's uh -huh. pumping loads into Smurfette to make more. Jesus. He's pumping big blue loads in there, dude. Okay. Stop. Stop. Why? It's upsetting. Why? It's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's okay to pump loads. Blue loads. Oh, Jesus. That was my earliest memory. But I also do want to say that, like, I, that was. moving forward, uh, you know, that was one of the few Halloweens that I, I did get to experience in that capacity because my, my mom was 
clamp down in a religious weirdness uh, shortly after we got to Texas. You, now you. Well, because the Smurfs were totally satanic. Well. Gargamel was. That Smurf, I mean. Yeah. I mean, they're clearly Gargamel having Gargamel wasn't a Smurf. Gargamel was a magician. No, but he was satanic. He was he like a warlock. Was. He was yeah. definitely using black magic. And he, you want to talk about pumping loads? That cat? Oh, Azriel. Azriel was full of Gargamel load. You want to tell me that he wasn't? You absolutely know he was. I'm. I'm. Are you done? <laughs> are you done talking yeah. about loads in cartoons and children's eighties cartoons? I'm done talking about it for the moment. Go oh, ahead. We're gonna get into Thundercats now because you know that was. Oh, an you want me to get into Thunder loads? Thunder Look at loads. How do you think Mumra gets all that? He gets. He gets <laughs> pumped back up like he just got injected with a. Some kind of like fluid. The fluid is loads. There was never a more sexual children's cartoon than Thundercats. They're just it was so sexual. Uh God, I'm horny just thinking. (laughs) Moving on. Uh I have some early early memories like that too, but I will say that my memories are kind of foggy because I had a traumatic childhood. So what the mind does is it tries to like black it out and i and like i'm not just making a joke here like i don't i don't remember a lot of my very young years but anyway i do have photos which bring it back you know right right um, uh and uh first this one this is really funny um and this one i do vague like there's one i do vaguely remember remember and i'll get to that and i do have photos of that but the the, the oldest one i have and i'm probably one years old i mean i'm still like a baby baby you know it's my first halloween and uh they like made a homemade costume like you did back in i mean what are you gonna do with a baby you know like i guess they have them now but like back in the day you just make one and so it was this little like white onesie with a hood you know like a little like hoodie onesie like for a baby so what they did is they drew like circles around my eyes uh like these big black circles around my eyes and then they had the the hood up and so i was supposed to be a ghost but when you look at it now this is no joke the the hood is in a point oh my god i was just about to say (laughs) and you look like a baby clansman it gets better don't don't steal my joke don't steal my thunder prick uh so i have like this pointed hood but it gets better the white sleeves of the the onesie have like these stripes on each side they're just stripes right i look like color they're just like you know like red and yellow i don't know but yeah it's like i I like it i look like a baby clansman it's so fucking funny of course i have no memory of this but i have the picture and it makes me laugh every time your parents Uh, are in 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 regalia as well in this picture uh matching regalia if you will well my dad's wearing like a full-on hitler costume okay okay. my mom is is uh is dressed as comedy the Ayatollah Khomeini. <laughs> but, oh, 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 wow. Okay. Uh, all right. She went, she went a little. Uh, this like, is an interesting uh, memory. You yeah, did say yeah. you had some dark memories of childhood. I okay, told you it was traumatic. <laughs> that time that they made me like you know step like hide the bomb in my pants because I was like a kid and they wouldn't search me at the airport. And you had um, a problem with Smurf loads. Yes, I do. That's just wrong. Okay. Um, no, no, none of this is true. Uh, but I was dressed as a quote-unquote ghost. Uh, for my first Halloween. But the one that I do vaguely remember, <laughs> I know that's a pretty good one. I was a Klansman. That was my, my I was a Klansman for my first yeah. Halloween. Um, right. uh, but uh, 
but I gave it up. So, you know, we, we all make mistakes in life. <laughs> I had a lot of, I, I a lot of regrets for things I did when I was one. Uh, anyway, I have pictures of this and I, I have pictures of this other Halloween and I do remember parts of this, uh, very fondly. I've, I've spoken before, uh, about my grandmother, uh, who I loved very much. And I, and I remember I was about that same age you were talking about, like four or five. And I have pictures and that's probably the only reason I really remember, um, where, uh, she and I, and my cousin, Tommy, who was only like a, a, a year older than me, we were all clowns together. And my own, my grandmother dressed up as a clown, uh, with us to take us trick or treating my own, like my grandmother, dude, like whose grandmother dresses up for Halloween, you know, like it was so awesome. Um, and like, I have these pictures they are from 19. Actually, you know what? I guess I was younger cause they're from like 79. So I was only two. Uh, yeah. That's when I was born. Yeah, like I was I was younger. I don't know, but I I do have foggy memories of this because we did it not just that year. We did it like for a couple of years in a row. We were all clowns, mm-hmm. uh, and she and like my parents didn't take me trick or treating. My grandmother did. She took me and Tommy, uh, and later, um, you know, our other siblings. Um, but like back then, it was just me and Tommy, and uh, and, and yeah, I remember just like going down the street. You know, lived in Long Island at the time. And, you know, the leaves being everywhere and blowing around. And uh, and there was this one house on the block where that really went all out and had a bunch of Halloween decorations. And, like, all the kids were scared to go up there. And mm. my, my grandmother, like, holding me and Tommy's hands, like, come on, we're going to do it. It's scary, but it's fun. And, and uh, what a wonderful woman. I love her very much. Uh, always will. But uh, Rest in power. Rest in power, Nana. Uh, but, yeah, so, I, like, my earliest memories are being a clown. But... Then, like, I got into the Ben Cooper costumes, too, with the plastic smock and the, and the shower curtain thing. Uh, and the, the, thing, the thing that was really funny about those, and I'm sure you remember, is, like, it made sense if you were a Smurf or Darth Vader or something, you would have the mask on. But some of these kids would be, like, Superman. And Superman does not wear a mask. So it was just, like, a face with hair. It's like, <laughs> but, why? But, but wear- it would have the curly but it would have the curly man. It would have the curly. He would have the curly, but like, why, like, why would you even wear that? You know, like it was the same thing. Oh, and I have a story about this. It was the same thing. Like, like the, like the Dukes of hazard, like had them. And it was, it's just a guy's face with hair. It's like, why are you even wearing that? Why even wear that at all? You know, but kids are dumb and they wear them. Uh, but the Dukes of hazard costumes, this is, this is like, speaking of the clan, uh, as we usually, the, like, yeah, this, this whole (laughs) hazard name, this whole um, show has to be edited. Uh, no, this is funny. Uh, speaking of the clan, uh, the Dukes of Hazard, uh, for those who are too young to remember or too stupid, uh, was a show about a couple of rednecks uh, that that outran the law. Uh, and now, for some reason, all okay, rednecks... it was about a little bit more than that. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to give the incomplete fucking. Okay, I just I just don't right? want people to think it's that it's that shallow. You know, there's a oh, lot. Oh, I'm more. sorry. The Dukes of Hazard is a, a really in depth show. Really, have you watched the Dukes okay. of Hazard lately, dude? Shut up. Have I, you I, watched I, the Dukes of Hazard lately, dude? I watched, I've really I've been watching it. it. Oh God. Nick has the entire series. And it it's 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 revealing just good writing and good characterization. And I'm not going to have you sit here and tear apart Roscoe and Dukes, the Duke boys and Jesse and Uncle if fucking I Jesse. May. Yes, you may. If I may. May you? I, I have a, a, a very 
strong fondness for the Dukes of Hazard. And let me tell you how fond it is. When oh. I was a kid, shut up. When I was a kid, I um, I I wanted to dress like them, so I always picked out like flannel shirts and tight jeans, and I still dress that way. Like you like you see me at convention stuff, and I always wear my horror shirts and stuff. But no, in regular life, I wear flannel shirts. Excuse me. When I have to be like dressed nice, I put on a flannel cowboy shirt with like the points on the shoulders and the point on the back of the shirt. Pearl snaps. Um, well, I have pearl snaps on my shirts. All my nice shirts are pearl snap. All of them. I have some pearl snap shirts. I look good in pearl snap. Black. Yeah. Well, I have the traditional like '70s hick ones. I, I get made fun Those, of. It that's for, what I have. I get made fun of for it all the time. Uh, but I live in Texas. Which ones do you think I have? Of course, I know you. You live in in redneck capital of the world. Okay, I know. let's just back up. Let's it's pump, Texas. Pump the brakes. Live with it. It's Texas. Um, but this is no, not Florida. I also, I also, yeah, and Florida is way more redneck than people realize. Uh, but I also, on my honeymoon, all right, when I, you know, back in the, in the day when I when I got married. Mm-hmm. We went to uh, we got we went on our honeymoon in the in the Smoky Mountains, uh, and we had a super where is that just so people know in Tennessee I don't know where that is. Okay, in Tennessee, Jesus, uh, I don't know. I didn't know where that was. <laughs> okay, well, it's in Tennessee. Okay, uh, Great Smoky Mountains, uh, and we did uh, we went to Pigeon Forge, and Pigeon Forge is like a a uh, corny uh, like redneck celebration like dollywood is there and dollywood's a really fun theme park dude i really want to go to dollywood it's we great. should go to dollywood together and report on it live for the show yes and then that's a write-off let's 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 do it i will do it i love dollywood i've been there a couple of times i have it. Uh, but you anyway like introducing me to dolly oh i can't wait anyway we went to pigeon forge and um it was great we like we we're in this cabin and we had like our own little pool and it was it was wonderful it was you know it was back when my when there was Love and joy in my life. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, there was no love and joy. Uh, mm. But anyway, <laughs> we, that was uh, a real thing. Anyway, <laughs> like you go to Pigeon Forge and like the stuff that you can do there is really corny. And it's like you know you can take like a an old timey picture where you're dressed as like a cowboy and a whore mm. and stuff, mm. uh, which we were anyway. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I like how you said you could go to Pigeon Forge and do a lot of corny stuff. It's called Pigeon Forge. Right. What, right. what else do we, What do else you, are you going to do? But anyway, in Pigeon Forge is Cooters, which is the official Dukes of Hazard Museum. This is real. This is yeah. real. Yeah. I've been there. Okay. I have. I bought the T-shirt. I bought the shot glass. And I got my picture taken in the fucking uh general lee that they have there uh like (coughs) hazard is a big is a big part of my growing up but this brings me to uh what i was going to say about the dukes of hazard ben cooper halloween costumes which is really funny because i they have them there because at the dukes hazard museum of course it's all a bunch of memorabilia and stuff um and so like they had like you can't buy them they're in a glass case but they had the original ben cooper incorporated Dukes of Hazard costumes, and this is all they are. They're Bowen Duke's face, quote unquote, just like right. this plastic face. It's, it's like, a, it's. I'm sure it's a white, nondescript, terrifying face. Yeah, with, it's just, with blonde hair and brown hair. It's, <laughs> uh, it's as Billy Idol would say, it's eyes without a face. 
uh, or no, it's a face without eyes. I, I, I correct myself. Rest in power, Billy Idol, who's still alive. Um, and but no, like you either had the brunette one or the blonde one, Bo or Duke. But here's what the the outfits were. They were not pearl snap fucking you know flannel shirts and jeans like they wore. They were a complete. They were completely white jumpsuit with a giant rebel flag on the chest. No. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> made my clan fucking costume a jumpsuit <laughs> with the fucking with the rebel flag rebel across flag. his chest that's for children all is. that's all it is dude it's horrifying oh my god when we saw it we were like oh dear god why is this on display this is so wrong oh dude did you own one of those hmm no, I didn't even remember it from back in the day. I just saw it at the museum, and I was like, you know, uh, you know, I was like in my thirties. I was, you know, I was like, what the fuck? Holy Wait, shit! I'm trying to think of the ones I remember. He Man and Skeletor were ones. Um, well, here, well, here's the thing with Ben Cooper Incorporated is yeah. they were the they were the first company that went after like pop culture icons, and they started way before we were born. This was like mm-hmm. in the 40s and 50s. They went at yeah. they. They signed up with Disney, and they they got the rights to Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and did all those. Um, But then later, like, our generation is where pop culture really started to have an enormous amount of memorabilia. And a lot of that is due to George Lucas, um, because when he made the Star Wars movies, uh, he made a deal with, I forget what movie company made Star Wars, but he made a deal with them that he got the rights to all the all the merchandise, the merchandise rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and they were like, whatever, no one, no one cares about that stuff. No one buys it. Cause at the time you, there wasn't yeah. a lot of movie merchandise, you know, exactly. exactly. And that all changed with star Wars, those mm-hmm. toys, he made a fortune. Like he made more money off of star Wars merchandise than he did the fucking movies. Like he became rich from that. Uh, and, Ben Cooper Incorporated was was kind of like the first company that really went after that. And that's when Halloween changed a lot and became more about pop culture. Uh, up until like the late 70s, um, like Halloween, people pretty much made their own costumes. And if they didn't, they were almost always like they were still almost always monsters. But when you when like the 80s hit 80s, was, the 80s were a, a explosion of pop culture. And so that's where you had the Smurfs and Star Wars and and uh, anything you can name Thundercats, He Man, they like every uh, the Poochie, like not Poochie from The Simpsons, but Poochie like the '80s cartoon, Barbie, any like all of that stuff was uh, was made into costumes. And that's why you see like you know when I look back at at photos after the clown years, my you know Tommy and I and everybody like we're all wearing these different Ben Cooper costumes all based on whatever movie we loved the most that month. In fact, they made so many of these things based on pop culture characters. This is no joke. This was 1985, so I was about seven. Uh, and I have a picture of myself in a Ben Cooper costume on Halloween and the costume is the Gamorian guard. Do you even know what that is? Like the is it the star wars the short green guy that gets eaten by the rancor yeah yeah you're right you're right like a lot of people like everybody knows who this is it's basically a green guy who has the face of a warthog i wanted that toy i wanted his figure i never got it 
wow, that's funny because I got him. You know, probably because I worked for it in the coal mine. But probably. anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, like, but that's how obscure. Uh, like they, that's how many characters they had. Like that is not a big character. He has no lines. You know, he was just one of Jabba the Hutt's guards. Uh, but for some reason, I wanted to be even for Halloween, and that was a fucking, that was one you could get. So it wasn't even like main characters. It wasn't just Han Solo and Darth Vader. There was a Gamorrean fucking guard costume. There so was a lot of choices. They yeah. tackled everything, man. Everything. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to bring up about the, the toys um, just as a side note if anybody okay. wants to dig deeper into the toy thing about Star Wars there's a show on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us where they right. there's a whole episode that talks about that where like Kenner you know made those initial right. Star Wars toys and I believe it was Hasbro that passed on it you know that and yeah some, lost, some like, assholes like they lost like yeah. so much money on like that those toys like basically set the pattern like i don't know they set the blueprint for to like yeah they did for, for a whole thing that to come after that everything for changed after yeah. that. Everything absolutely changed. yeah but i just want to say that's an interesting thing to look into if you want to check that out yeah no it's kind of fascinating like i was saying uh like movie merchandise was nothing and star wars changed it and now there's movie merchandise for everything everything like, funny because like they created uh this these like this action figures were for every fucking movie, even if it didn't call for it, uh, or uh, but but even if they they had some like one of my favorite ones is uh, is from Demolition Man, which is a, a fine movie, an underrated Stallone movie, uh, and uh, it's uh, written by Dan. It was written by Daniel Waters, who also gave us Heather's. So it has this kind mm -hmm. of like dark sardonic comedy to it. Uh, it's a really clever movie. I love that movie a lot. Demolition Man's great. I love Heather's yeah, right? a lot too. I watched that again recently. Actually, it was great. great. It's and it, it's such it's so awesome. I I also watched uh, Return of the Living Dead three based on your recommendation. Oh, and it was serviceable. Oh God, did you watch the uh, the uncut version? No, I couldn't find the uncut version. So no, it was fine. I, what I like, I love those zombies in that movie. They are fuck. I love the cartoonish. Uh, I just I always loved those zombies from that series, and especially the zombies that come out of that one are cool. And she's cool. I mean, you know. But it, here's the thing, dude. I just do not like romance driven narratives. It's like, all right, great, you're in love. You know, yeah, we know how this love. is going to end. You one of love. you is fucking zombie. Come on, let's go. You hate love. Um, I hate love. Okay, so I as usual, your taste in movies is terrible. Uh, I liked it. I thought it movie. was fine. I watched it. I just get pulled out of romantically driven plots. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right. I That's forget where we were. I forget what I was talking. Ben about. Cooper and you, all of the uh, pop culture, like the Gamorrean Guard and all the characters that they had. Yeah, but I'm I'm lost now. I, I I'm lost. I don't remember. I don't remember. You you you. Are you high? Me. No, you just you, you broke my heart so much by dissing Return of the Dead Three. I didn't diss it. I said it. I enjoyed You're it. You're like, it eh, it's serviceable. I that wanted to get. You know what? I said it like that to give you a little bit of a taste of your own medicine when I tell oh. you about something I like that you do not. Oh, so, so, there, so, little, so now the gloves the, are the off. The worm folks. turns a little bit. I wanted you yeah. to see what it feels like. No. Why and now not you give do. an honest, an honest 
review, not trying. My to honest review me. is is it was it was a fun movie, but I almost literally did turn it off like 22 minutes in when they're just like kissing and like we're never gonna fuck my dad. <laughs> we're getting out of here and shit. And I'm like, he oh, hates kissing. Fine, he does. I do hate kissing. This is canon. This is canon. He, he hates kissing. He hates Come kissing. On. Get rid of it. Oh, you know what I watched last night, though? Vampire Lovers on Shudder. Now, that that should have been in our smut movie uh, episode. The Vampire Lovers? Yeah. Oh, it's classic. Yeah. Classic. Oh, my goodness. No, that's what a great a, one. I have now the that, I recommend that over uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 3. Well, it does have Madeline Smith, who is my biggest crush ever. Madeline Smith. Yeah. I'll fight you for... Dude, biggest crush ever. I love her. Um, Should move on because they did have a Madeline. Ben Cooper had a Madeline Smith costume. <laughs> it was was it they was her not. face. It was a just nondescript like white face with some bangs, red hair, and then the it's whole costume. For some reason, it was just like tits all the way scooters. down. Just, it was just tits from it, the it was, from the top yep. to the bottom. Tits mm-hmm, as it should be. What a weird costume that one. Was. I have a framed. I have a framed uh, poster of her in what my made house. It, I want to return to that, but what made it weirder? <laughs> the back no of this tit costume, it was the rebel flag, all <laughs> up and down, which I, which I thought was an odd choice, but it is because not only she's not southern, she's not American. <laughs> no, yeah, so it was really she's kind English, of weird, wasn't it? It really, it, you know, it makes you think. It really makes you think about the time, or maybe not. So uh, what is this poster? You have a like a, a movie poster or a I, I just have a I have a I have a poster of her. Uh, just like uh, it was actually from a Hammer Films photo shoot that she did. Uh, no, I've I've crushed on her um, since I was about eighteen, and I first saw this shit, and I was just like, she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, and I stand by that. She is the most beautiful woman I have ever seen. That is, you heard it here first. Yep. Um, I've really pulled us all over the place, dude. You did. You did. We're talking about Halloween and like you just, you know, like you're, you did your magpie shit where we're just flying all over. So um, magpie shit. What does that mean? Magpie, magpie, just like scattering all over the place, you know? Okay. Fair enough. You know, I'm star. I'm tired of dumbing down my vocabulary for you. All right. In fact, well, I I'm sorry I own. did not have a word of the day calendar like you did. I had a far side of the day calendar <laughs> because I was rich. Well, yeah, and I've looked at that calendar and I didn't get any of the jokes. Uh, but uh, I, I in order to have a larger vocabulary. Uh, so anyway, you say you have an inordinately. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the joke. I used the big word. Um, so anyway. Uh, Let's talk about some of the other things that really drew us into monsters and scary stuff as children that got us into uh, Halloween. I would like to bring up one uh, first, if I may, before yeah, lead us into talking about the Backstreet Boys and and uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, whatever, man. Sure. Whatever, man. It's cool. Uh, one of my favorite things, and I've got a couple of them here so I can show to the camera for those of you watching the video, all three of you. Um, the, these are books that were very dear to my heart in my childhood. I loved them so much. And they were very popular in, um, libraries, in school libraries. Uh, and this is the Crestwood Monster Series. 
Crestwood House Monster Series. We uh, have talked about this in in on past episodes. It, we did, but I wanted to talk about it a little more uh, at length. Show it. Can you show that better to the camera? I'm sorry, that wasn't like yeah. if people this if you want to show it, like pull it back a little bit. Yeah, sure. All right, let me get another one that doesn't have the sticker on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah there this we is go. The Crestwood Monster Series, and these were books. They're hardback books, and they're basically kind of like a novelization they're, they're but for for children so they're short uh these are novelizations of famous monster movies it's more oh, like a summarization almost kind of no they read like they read like a book right know? but like, it's like, like it's like the it's like so compact well know? it's compact i mean yeah they, they they you know it's it's more like an abridged version of of the story but it reads like a story you know um uh, with you know, with with the dialogue and and, and the action moving forward, it, it reads like a story. Uh, and they had, uh, they had books of every like old school black and white horror movie, all the Universal monsters like Dracula, Wolfman, but then also other ones uh, that are lesser known, like the Deadly Mantis. It came from outer space. Uh, you know, Mad Scientists, like you know, uh, the Blob, stuff like that. Excuse me. I loved these books. I checked them out from the library constantly. Uh, and about 10 years ago or so, I was like, I was thinking about them. I was reflecting. I was trying to remember what they were called. Uh, and uh, I managed to find them. Uh, and so I have a couple of them that I purchased, used. I'll show you right now. I've got um, Frankenstein. Oh, cool. Man. Cool, uh, cool. Based off the movie where uh, actually Bella Lugosi plays Frankenstein, um, so that's kind of a nice little twist. That's a yeah. Fun movie. Uh, I also have the Blob. Nice. I love the Blob, and I really love the remake. That's one of my favorite remakes in movie history. Is the 1988 version of the Blob? It's so good. It's so fucked up. The kills are insane. The special effects are insane. I love that movie, uh, but. The prize, the prize possession that I have is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, you should get that it, signed by that dude. He's. I should. Ha, he's been at the Days of the Dead, that, that original be. Creature uh, from the Black Lagoon I'll guy. I'll tell you. Tell me. I'll tell you. Uh, these Crestwood monster books, they are not cheap now. Like, back when I got them, they weren't that expensive. It was like 20 bucks, you know, buying them used. But now they're incredibly collectible. Uh, uh, yeah, like, you know, people like myself, horror fans that are in their 40s, remember these and go nuts for them. In fact, you can look like you can see like there's stickers on the side that have the Dewey Decimals. Yep. Yeah, totally library books. They were always from a library. Uh, but like they all sell for like some of the lesser titles will sell for like 50 bucks. But the ones that are like the, the head honchos, like the Universal Monsters. This creature from the Black Lagoon book. Good luck finding it for less than 150 bucks. Good luck. Good luck, motherfucker. Um, so yeah, th those those are real treasures. And uh, you know, like I'll show you. Like I'll open it up real fast. You know, it has photos and everything, but you can see the text underneath mm -hmm. uh, where it's like actually tells you the story of what's going on in in the story. Yeah. Uh, and God, I loved these so fucking much. And speaking of Halloween, you'll notice that all the books, they're only in three colors, black, white, and orange. Mm -hmm. uh, so like you look at this, the back of this and it, yeah. it's all the Halloween colors. You got like, you know, the monster font and you got King Kong there. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're like very much in the vein of the spirit of Halloween. Uh, and so uh, 
I loved them because of that, uh, and I loved them anyway. All year long, I loved them, uh, which is one of the things that led me into being a horror nut. But mm. the the fact that they had those Halloween colors going on kind of tied it more into Halloween in a way. Um, yeah. So, do you remember these? Did you have these growing up? Yeah, I, I think we when we talked about these on a past episode, I I checked those out from our library many times over. Okay, um, the different ones. Uh, Just so, yeah, I I didn't have I I don't own any of those. Um, loser. But, well, I'm a loser, but I did uh, read those many times. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with those. They were very very cool. Very cool. They they remain <clears throat> very cool. Um, I would love to collect them all, uh, but they're very expensive. Uh, but I'm very glad that I managed to get those three before uh, they exploded in, in uh, collectability. In your face. Oh. Exploded in my face. You know, like Ron Jeremy. Oh, let's not talk about him. Because there's some bad shit. There's some yeah, bad shit he's a uh, cool. There's yeah. some bad things going on with him. Um, I had some other, like, books and stuff that really were... Because it was really more books that... Um, that got me into monsters more than movies. Cause I wasn't really allowed to watch monster movies uh, until I was a little bit older. And then I was allowed to watch the universal stuff like the old black and whites. I was allowed to watch, you know, Dracula and Wolfman and stuff like that. But I wasn't allowed to watch anything newer than that. Even like the old hammer, Christopher Lee Dracula's I was not allowed to watch. Uh, but, and then I've mentioned this before uh, many times, my grandmother was a big horror fan, and when I was young, because we were poor and I was working in the cold mine, we lived at my grandmother's house. The cold uh, mine. The cold mine. I'm saying coal. I don't know why you're hearing it the other way. But I don't know why you're saying cold. I don't know. Some dumb. Because I didn't have the. I didn't go to Yale like you. Um, I had elocution lessons. <laughs> I, uh, but I. Uh, um, but no, like we lived at my grandmother's house for a while when I was young. Yale. I went to a school where we kill we where we put people to death in the state of Texas. Just so <laughs> that is where my school that I went to was. Okay. Uh, yes. You, you were your school. It was blocks away. Like I live, I could walk to where they put people to death in the state of Texas from the university that I went to. So before we go all Yale all right. boy on me. All right. All right. All right. I kid. I kid. But I have gone to Harvard. Yes. And I've that, been to Harvard in the sense that tournament. I've been to Harvard in the sense that I've been there. <laughs> I also been there. I taught there for seven years uh, on um, how to page Mr. Urban. <laughs> He's dying. He's dying. I love it. <laughs> Oh, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's like laughing so hard. He's knocking over. All we almost shit. knocked everything over. Uh, paging uh, Mr. Herman, as you know, means masturbation. Yes. Uh, that, I coined that uh, trademark. Um, That's in our lexicon. But uh, but no, no. I've, I like When I lived in Massachusetts, Harvard Square is a really fun place to go. I used to take my dates there and stuff. Um, but anyway. Um, Sounds weird. It's not weird. It was a really cool place. Harvard Square, it's got a lot of bars and bookstores. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's got the co-op. Uh, we always called it the Coop. It's like a fucking three-story bookstore. Ah, it rules there. I love that place. Um, I think I was there once. I was there many times. So you probably saw me there and were like, who's that dream? I wasn't. I was 17 when I was there. Okay. So anyway. Um, were you there when I was once, 17? Once again, we're, we're, we're like, I'm getting lost. What the fuck were we even talking about? This is what I do. Yeah, you ruin everything. 
Um, or make it better. That depends, you know. Yeah, it depends, depends on which side of the thing you fall on. Depends I think we were still talking about uh, costumes, Halloween, oh, your grandmother. Monsters. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, we were talking about that. that. Yeah, how I lived with my grandmother. Um, and, uh, you know, she would always watch horror movies because she loved horror movies. And so she would be watching them. And I was so interested in monsters and horror that I used to sneak down, uh, like tiptoe down the stairs and like peek over the sofa and try to watch whatever she watched. Mm-hmm. And then like I would get scared and be like, eh! you know, and, and then they would like bust me like, go to bed, go to bed. Um, <clears throat> but uh, real quick side note, if I may. Sidebar. Yes, sidebar. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Sidebar, side note. Uh, this is this is an endearing story for people that love horror uh i was i was a kid and i went and i i snuck down and i saw a clip of a movie that they were watching where there was this guy who was like a total bum and please don't interrupt me if you know this scene i'm trying to tell a story here and be like oh i know know that movie rules fucking microphone out of respect and you had to bring it up so now i'm gonna say you'd be like oh yeah that movie rules you tell your stupid fucking story go ahead fucking ruin it for me ruiner story go ahead ruin mcruinson from ruinsville uh so anyway i snuck down the stairs and uh she and uh and my uncle paulie were watching a, a scary movie and all I saw of it was there was like a a homeless guy with long hair and he was all pale. And this guy was coming down the stairs in this alleyway. And the homeless guy, it's like half a bicycle. I don't know who decided to cut it in half, but there's like half a bicycle. And he takes it and he basically impales the guy on the bicycle. And it scared me to death. I was like, I had nightmares about that for years, you know. Maybe not years, but a long time. Uh, and as I got older and got more into horror, I became a huge John Carpenter fan. And I was trying to hunt down everything John Carpenter ever made. Uh, but, you know, this is pre-internet and everything. It was hard to find these things. And so I uh, eventually I managed to get a copy of the John Carpenter movie, Prince of Darkness, which remains one of my favorites. I love that movie. And I'm watching the movie for the first time. And all of a sudden, there's this scene where the guy, this guy's walking down the stairs in an alleyway, and uh, this guy grabs a half of a bicycle, and like my heart almost stopped. I'm like, oh my god, this is the movie. This is the one that haunted me all those years ago. I can't believe this. And it was doubly awesome, because the guy who plays that hobo is Alice Cooper, and I was a giant Alice Cooper fan uh, by this time. Huge! And I was a giant John Carpenter fan at this time. Huge. So it was like, it was almost like fate, like predicted what I was going to love. Uh, And so, yeah, sure enough, that scene is from John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Alice Cooper is the one who impales the guy in the alleyway. It all ties together. Uh, I have no ending for this, so I'll just pass it on to you, Mr. John. I'm sorry, am I allowed to speak now or... Trevor, hold my peace. Briefly, briefly, I'll allow it. What I, 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 I think I mentioned it briefly before, but what got me into how about I interrupt you? See how you like stuff. I didn't, I, I didn't interrupt you, but (laughs) if you had something to say, and no, but you steal my thunder. I'll start to talk about something, and like you'll steal my (laughs) thunder. I'm not stealing anything. You did earlier in this show. 
Just saying. Because I said child clansmen or whatever. Come on. Yeah, dude. yeah. You stole my thunder. You stole my joke. It was obvious. Everybody else that was listening stole your joke. Yeah, well, too. I should still be able to say it. It You're was right. my story. I'm gonna edit this part in louder. You should, <laughs> you know, because you know, like I'm hurt. I'm. Hey, but this is what I do. I thought we were having a conversation. If we were hanging out, I'd be completing your sandwiches as well. You know. I'm sensitive. Finishing your sandwiches. I'm sensitive. I'm the vampire here. You're the werewolf. Oh, right. That's true. You rip your clothes off. I cry blood there. tears. You got me there. I am the werewolf. I'm so, I, I, I'm, I apologize you? if I cut you off or if I took your thunder away. I, I get excited in the moment, and I feel like I need to interrupt, and this is something mm. that people tell me a lot to not do. That you suck. And I'm working on it. No. I have a well, problem. You don't suck. So does Nick I P. I do love you. Nick P. I and I, that's why we can talk. I love you too. That's why Nick P. and I get along because we just interrupt each other and talk, you know, and it's just nothing. Like it's just happening. Right. Uh, are you crying behind that mask? Is that why you have that? <laughs> uh, no. But I apologize. Fun. I didn't mean to. I thought I was interjecting color commentary like I was Tony Romo. Yeah. Uh, I like Tony Romo in his announcing of the NFL. And maybe I'm taking that a little too much to heart. Well, it's better than listening to Dennis Miller announce the NFL. Does he announce the NFL? He did at one time, and it was so horrendous. Like, people, you want to talk about, like, the Corey hotline exploding with rage. Like, he was like, yeah, that happened. Like, people hate it because he was like, hey, Chachke. And people are like, get the fuck off of here. I'm trying to watch football. What a dumbass. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, monsters. I like I. I, was, I like I like I like to say, and I'm very you know open about. It. I was a GP for uh, most of my life. Still am. Giant pussy. And uh, I was not. You know, I was sheltered. I didn't get to see a lot of things. I have access to a lot of things. I had to find these things out on my from other things. But I did have a good buddy named Jonathan, who I would go to his house a lot. You know, he had a voodoo school. account. Um, did they have voodoo in? <laughs> 19 uh, that's, what, that's what I was expecting it was like he had a voodoo account if you want to know what the password is let me know but that's how I saw good movies it's kind of almost like every joke that makes you mad you feel the need to bring back up whoa so anyway if you want to watch these movies currently you can message me and I'll give you Nick P's voodoo account oh password. there but, it is Back, this is. was back where like this was a buddy's house where he he went you know we all both went home to empty houses not no offense to parents or anything they worked we just you know, you know your parents came home like a couple couple hours after you get home well, you but had Jeeves there though yeah well, you had course, Jeeves I, there just to, just to serve you weenie tots on a, on a silver tray getting weenie tot <laughs> yeah he had access to <laughs> more things than I did and he actually introduced me to a lot of cool things because and he also had an older sister I was the eldest you know and so you know right away you're off to a bad start I'm I'm your older I'm your older person and I'm already a giant pussy I mean come on so so you didn't bang her bang who the sister yeah because you were a giant pussy no we were in third fourth grade too that's no banging chicks in fourth grade well, she was older, so she was what? Fifth grade? Sixth grade? It's time. Oh, she was down to pound, I guess. But... <laughs> down to pound. But I would go over to his house a lot afterward, after school because, uh, you know, and we would just 
we could walk there from school and my mom was cool with it and because uh, she was at work and so was my dad and we would watch usually like cartoons and stuff but he could watch horror movies like like the hardcore ones yeah and i and he was like gonna he wanted to really show me nightmare on elm street He's like, dude, I can't wait to show you this. We got to watch it. We got to watch it. It's fucking so, it's so awesome. So awesome. So after school, we go over there and he has the videotape and like we watched it not for very long, like maybe 20 some minutes, but it terrified the absolute shit. Mm -hmm. It was like going from zero to a hard dick in your ass in a second. Like it was such a, it was such a not, there was, there's nothing gentle about the way that nightmare on elm street no one the first uh, elm street is legitimately one of the scariest films i've ever seen yeah and it it did affect me i was like fucking terrified i couldn't sleep i wasn't supposed to watch it i had to like tell my mom like and then i watched it i'm so sorry (laughs) you know and then i had to do like oh like i had to do like 400 bloody marys or whatever those are you know and flatulate myself but um no, I'm I don't just think joking. it's Bloody Marys, but yeah, I get you. Yeah. No, but I, it, it terrified me. But the thing about like all of this was, I think that it really, truly intrigued me because I started to wonder, like throughout as I got older, what what was behind what what made me scared of these things. Sure. Why? What? And it just intrigues you to a thing to an extent where now I just want to completely absorb this in a in a in a way that i'm trying to figure out why from it from from a point of view of some kid who does not who has not had any access to this right you know, but but I, let me just let me just ask um so you weren't even like like even as a kid like i know you were saying like your mom was religious and everything but you weren't even allowed to like be like into like goblins and ghosts and frankenstein and stuff because those are kind of considered innocent like i was allowed to watch the old black and white stuff i mean i mean we i mean we i didn't have access to that no one was bringing that around to me you know i mean like that shit was on tv and stuff you know like you could watch the mummy on tv back then you know like a halloween time they would always play that stuff this richie rich didn't always just have a tv that he could turn on anytime he wanted hey i didn't have one in my room it was just like it was a you know tv that was in the house and the mummy or the blob the old black and whites they like they would be on you know like at halloween time you could watch them well i couldn't you weren't allowed to watch the church i had to go to church camp i had to go to that's brutal church camp really oh dude i had to go to church camp several years in a row to where i hated it so much so i finally turned day there i would hate it turned 16 and uh i was just like i had a job at kroger and i was like i can't get off work i can't go dude that's awful it was awful it was totally terrible it was the worst time ever we don't have to talk we can do a whole episode on it but no, um, you're sad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, dude. That's, that's, that's okay. really awful. That's okay, but that's why I didn't have access to these things. But that's right. why they so intrigued my, you know, my shit. And right. I'm not, also not like I don't want people to think I'm some reactionary because of this these kind of things that like I just like, and that's why I'm like the way I am. Right. That is no. I that found, is no. That is no impact on you having pentagram tattoos. No, I actually, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. No, I. <laughs> I'm genuinely like, it, this is a, you know, everything about me is genuine. Uh, 
No, it's totally genuine, but I'm just saying. I was four. You did. From my uncle's father in law. Told the story on John Wayne Lied to You. Check it out every Monday. John Wayne Lied to You Storytelling Podcast. He got got, uh, pentagrams when he was four. He also got leather pants because that's what uncles do. They give you leather pants, as you know. Well, he was my uncle's father in law. And he was a biker guy, and he did not wear sleeves, and he had a vest, and he had a uh, Tasmanian devil tattoo on his shoulder. Okay, okay. I'm going to go ahead and call camera. it right here. I'm gonna and get... he had dark glasses, and he always wore, like, the headband and shit, and he was calling. I'm going to call it right here. This guy was actually you traveling through time. Dude, if it were, <laughs> fuck Yes. It was you traveling through time to come when? and influence you to be you. But when? Because he didn't look like I do now. How? What happened? He found a way. Find a disguise. He found a way. Like the John one. Wearing would a disguise. Find a yeah. I'm wearing a little, a get one of those little like pink mustaches. That's right. Because right, I don't want to shock my young self. Right. I have to take a slow. Got to oh, do it gently. God, dude, you figured. Oh my God. Dude, you only got you got, got you got maybe like five years before you go back in time and do this to your young self. Can't wait. Yeah. I mean, clearly... So you go back and do this to your young <laughs> self. That's not that's the soundbite we do not want to, <laughs> to have uh, circulating. Oh god. This is so, a lot of this is a lot of Halloween magic. This is a lot uh, of nonsense, is what it is. Can we get back to Halloween? Yeah, can we get back to Halloween? Please. Yeah, uh, can I talk about a couple about other my relatives? Uh, can I talk about other? Uh, um, because you you were too busy praising Jesus. Uh, so can I talk about some of the other Halloween stuff from my youth that that I really mean, influenced me? Yeah, sure. You act like I'm keeping you from doing it when you had you know asked me to tell my story. But yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm not. You're not giving me to do it. You're just segue. Like, no, go ahead. Everything you talk about is related to Jesus, and I understand your passion, your love for. The, our Lord and Savior. Well, but... I'm trying to convert. This whole podcast is about me <laughs> trying to convert you. It's almost the... like a timeshare like thing where it's like, hey, come to your free vacation. But do you want to? Jesus, uh... Jesus, 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 Jesus. By the way, I am going to talk to house about a timeshare when I'm. <laughs> you know, I am going to come by and see you. Actually, I've got. <laughs> I need you to sign these papers and. uh Hey, how would you like to bringing a notary with me? <laughs> how would you like to be part of the worst investment you could possibly make? <laughs> Where do I sign? That's how I do my timeshare pitches. I'm honest. That's my problem. Um, tell me about, no, 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 tell no, me no, about your experience, though, because our experiences are different. I want to hear. They are okay. 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 Um, I'm just going to talk about some other things that um, really made a impact on me. And I have both of them. And I was kind of teasing a little bit, showing them on the camera. Uh, there are a couple of books because really like it was books. Like I-, I was allowed to watch the old black and white horror movies. So I did watch those and enjoyed them. But as much as I wanted, because like I said, my grandmother would watch them. I wanted to watch the horror movies she was watching so bad. I was so into monsters and anything scary, but I was not allowed to watch them as a child. Uh, but I was allowed to get pretty much any book I wanted uh, from the library. You know, like that's the one thing I will give my old man is that he was very, he very much encouraged reading. Uh, so anything I wanted to get from the library, he would let me. Um, but anyway, like I still t- stuck to kids books. Uh, one I'll just mention really briefly is I have this little book called Creepy Creatures. 
Oh, wow. Cool. And you see it has like vampires and mummies and all sorts of things. But this is really cool because it's Sasquatch on the Abominable Snowman, too. It's Abominable Snowman, yeah. And it also has um, a griffin and it has um, Dr. Jekyll slash Hyde. Uh, But this is a really cool book because this book was really educational to me because it talks about creatures um, that aren't just like from the movies. You know, like uh, there's all sorts of stuff about a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but then there's also stuff about uh, mythical creatures like Hydra and Rock and uh, like uh, uh, Manticora, you know, like the Manticora lived in India in in, uh, 2500 years ago. He was part lion, part horse. He had a man's face, a bird's wings, three rows of teeth in each jaw, and poisonous quills. And he liked to eat people. You know, so like this, this had all kinds of, like it talked about the Sphinx, it talked about brownies, Typhon, uh, you know, like Chinese dragons, uh, satyrs, you know, like the list goes on. Minotaurs. I, I, I learned about Baku. You know, Baku is a is a, a lovable creature found in Japan. He gobbles up dreams before they have a chance to become nightmares. Look at Gobble. He, he's, he's a sweet little elephant, you know? Like, I learned all about these, like, I learned about mythology from this little chintzy book that is probably long forgotten. Uh, but, uh, I don't think we could say that anymore. Chintzy? Yeah. That's That's a slur? Oh, I thought it stop, meant just stop. like tiny. I thought it stop. just meant like tiny. We'll I didn't realize it was a slur. I didn't. I didn't either, but it is. Really? Well, yes. I apologize. I didn't realize. That I'm that taking happened. all this out. Okay. Go. I will go. Um. So, like, I happen to learn a lot from this uh, little like kids book from 1982. Uh, that does, isn't even credited like who wrote it or anything. It's just like this little book and has little like pictures, little drawings. Uh, and so it's kind of, uh, you know, like a, a fun little, little thing. It's uh, uncredited uh, from an author? It's uncredited? Yeah, it doesn't even say anything. It's not like the Oracle oh, cool. book where it actually does have an author. No, I'm, I'm wrong, as usual. Uh, no, it's written and illustrated by Dan Nevins. Uh, it was on a different page than I expected. I was looking at the copyright page. So it, it is... Um, but yeah, it's like these fun little drawings and illustrations, and it just teaches you about all different types of monsters, uh, you know, from banshees to trolls to Frankenstein to Bigfoot. Um, so it, like it, it had all this stuff like that really taught me about mythology and like of all different cultures. So I thought that was kind of cool, uh, and I to this day I still have the book. That is cool. That uh, that's interesting because I also uh, discovered mythology like norse mythology first when i was like in fourth or fifth grade because i started subscribing uh to the comic book the mighty thor Mm -hmm. and then i got then and then we had like maybe a small unit in school something that 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 hinted at mythology or or like uh like i got into norse mythology hardcore as a young child so i read a bunch of books about that and then Greek mythology, and then I, that you know, you study that in you know when you, in the English classes you take when you get older. Uh, can I a ask lot. Fast, can I ask you fast as a kid? Did yeah. you watch uh, Clash of the Titans? The original one. Yeah, yeah, with the claymation and everything. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, you weren't even allowed to watch that. Well, I didn't. I mean, I didn't even know it existed. Probably. Yeah. 
Maybe. Oh, I loved that movie as a kid. That taught me a lot about Greek mythology. So yeah. anyway, continue. But, I mean, I did watch like the, I think the 2011 Sharps. one after yes. I got my wisdom teeth taken. Or no, no, no. I had the flu. That was the one and only time I've had the flu in my life. Uh, like in, tw- in uh, that, whatever that most re- more recent Clash of the Titans was, was on like something. And I, was I didn't even know there was a remake. Up. I was super doped up on uh, liquid codeine. And I laid there and watched it, and I was like, this isn't bad. There's a Kraken at the end. I like Kraken. It wasn't too bad for a stupid movie. I didn't but know I there did, was But I got, like, hardcore into uh, that, like, mythology-type mm. stuff. I used to have a bunch of books on it. Uh, I really liked it. So that was, well, like, Clash- I guess my backdoor gateway, you know? No, that's awesome. Clash of the Titans was a, was a movie that uh, introduced me to a lot of that mythology as well. And I remember when I was uh, a kid... Uh, like Medusa just really scared me. It's like, oh my god, you look at her and you turn to stone, and she had like the snake yes, head. Yes. And like uh, even in like in that movie, in the old Clash of the Titans, she's really scary in it. Very mm-hmm. scary. There were there, like there was a couple of movies I saw as a kid that really like they had these creatures that were really scary. The Dark Crystal, those bird things scared the piss oh, out. Yeah, yeah. They're horrible. The Wheelers from Return of uh, oh, uh, Oz. Return to Oz. Jesus. They're horrible. Starring uh, and, Faruza Balk. Uh, starring Faruza Balk. Brer. Mm-hmm. Not in that movie. She's a child, but I mean later on. Brer. Um, but, uh, and uh, Never Ending Story. Those sphinxes with the giant tits. They were terrifying. Were they, is that the ones where they shot you when you rode through or whatever? Yeah, like if you went through and you showed any fear, like their fear eyes they, opened. Yeah, they their eyes shoot. shot you. And yeah, was... they were like, they were actually like corpses, like on the ground and stuff. Duh, that freaked me out. But yeah. it was so funny because they had like amazing, uh, amazing, big, beautiful hooters. They had like these perfect racks. It was such a weird thing for a kid's movie. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. They, they yeah, I know. I know. I know. The guy who wrote the novel of the Nevering Story despised that movie. And that was one of those biggest complaints. He's like, why do the Sphinxes have these giant uh, bare tits to the world? Um, well, he didn't like uh, tits or what? No, he had a lot of problems with the, the adaptation. And I understand why because the book. Uh, the book is is very different from what ended up on film, kind of like The Shining, where people are like, "Oh, that movie is really scary." And I'm like, "Read the book." You know, like I love Kubrick; he had a vision. Shining is not bad, but as an adaptation, it's probably the worst adaptation I've ever seen in well, film that, history. Well, this is interesting because I was just talking to my sister th- this weekend. She stopped by my house, and she had just seen The Shining for the first time ever, mm-hmm. and she was telling Has she me. Read the book? No. So she was telling me she's because she's trying to go back and watch things she hasn't seen that, like, I guess you would expect, you know, people expect you to have seen or whatever. But she watches a lot of movies anyway. So she's pretty well, like, film known stuff, I guess, more than me. I don't watch as many movies. But she's like, yeah, I just watched it. And uh, I just I just wanted to know more. She she yeah, like had yeah. she no satisfaction in like the she's like I wanted to know why it this and this yeah, and it this, doesn't but, give you any. But then I but I told her I was like, well, first of all, it is completely different from the book. The book yes. is a hundred like this completely different thing that's happening. But I also you know I was like this is Stan one of Stanley Kubrick's like masterpiece films and right, like why right. do, and why does everybody have to lead you down the path of telling you exactly what happened and just just figure it out you know for yourself yeah, sometimes well yes and no but shouts out Carrie I'm not yes this is no. not a dig it's just saying like oh her name is Carrie yeah hi, Carrie. my sister I just want to say I just want to say hi to Carrie shouts I fig- out Carrie 
feeling I fit at feeling fit with Carrie yoga every Friday. I do it with her. It's awesome. I just figured because your name is John Wayne that her name was like Annie Oakley Kamenyali or something. Okay, this podcast is a, we are done. <laughs> and like your brother is like Clint Eastwood Kamenyali. <laughs> I just assumed. Maybe I'm his wrong. Name, my brother's name is Matthew, and it was uh, it was tossed around that Matt Dillon was to be his name. To... No, no, you're kidding. I am not kidding. Really? I'm not kidding. Matt Dillon? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> How drunk was your old man? Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be offensive. I Glass houses. Glass houses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a, you can say whatever you want about my old man. Um, uh, before... well, none of, neither, neither or neither of our old men's dicks are bigger than Greg's. Shouts out, Dick. Fuck yes, it. and I love that we mentioned this on the show, and, and it's a total inside joke. Our listeners have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Like, I don't even know how this started. But yeah, Greg's dad's dick is huge. So um, I, I, I did want to say that to some of the other stuff that was really a big influence on me getting into Monsters and Halloween uh, when I was a kid is uh, there were a couple of toys that I had. One was, uh, which are very famous now, the Remco Monsters uh, mm. that were basically like G.I. Joe-sized monsters of frankenstein creature from black lagoon uh, phantom of the opera uh and i loved those toys i played with them all year along um so that was a big thing but then also around halloween time they had these like rubber jiggly monsters that they sold in like drugstores and stuff rubber jiggly monsters i don't know if you remember these a lot of people do what? though um are they like you mean like they're like jelly kind of or yeah they, they were or they, they were, were like bigger. stretch armstrong no, they were more like jelly. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly. They were made from rubber. Uh, but they were they were like Frankenstein, Wolfman, etc. Uh, and they, like, had a little string on their head so you could, like, bounce them. But they were just like these, like, jiggly, wiggly monsters. Um, and I loved them very much. And I had a couple of them. <clears throat> I did I, not have we, any of these. I had, like, my favorite that I remember is Frankenstein. I had him. And he was one of my favorites. Um and, uh, and and so like those toys were a big part of it because like I would get these around Halloween, but then I would play with them all year long because I just loved the fact that I had them. Uh, but going back to books real quick before we move on from childhood into adolescence, um, I wanted to bring up two. One of them is probably the most popular with uh, people of our generation and beyond that, uh, and that is scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, yeah, I have that. That's more scary stories to tell in the dark that you have there. No, but... that is. That is. That's the one I'm holding up. Yeah, uh, I have but, all of them, uh... but this one, uh, more scary stories, is the one mm -hmm. that I held on to from childhood. This is actually from my childhood. I ended yeah. up you know, rebuying them when I was older, but this one I've always had. Um, and, uh, of course, this is like collected stories uh, from Folk 4. For... Oh, God, I'm so drunk. Folklore uh, and retold by Alvin Schwartz. But one of the things that makes these so popular and so great is the drawings by Stephen Gamel. They are right, truly right. scary, truly haunting fucking illustrations. I'll hold one up to the camera. They're fucking they, terrifying. They are terrifying, and especially an like I was theory. I was reading those in element elementary school. You would check those out from the library. And yes, those those images were were horrifying. 
Um, it nightmare inducing for sure. Totally. Like even as an adult, they're really, really scary. I'm going to hold up another one. Look yeah. at that. That's fucking terrifying. Look at that. It is. Um, and, and I want to say like at, at the same time, these, I did check these out and I did read right. them, but I also like under the radar where right. I was like, I was scared, but I was also like, well, I'm still going to do this, but not say that I have this book. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So like, that's how I got, I was just like scaring myself a little bit. Like just, when you yeah. play just the tip, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, that. like that. Well, they re-released these in like uh 2010 or something. And there was a big uproar, including from myself. Uh, they re-released them with new illustrations because mm-hmm. the old ones by uh, Graham, Gamel were too scary. And right. everyone was like, bunch of fucking pussies. Kids today, what a bunch of pussies. But it wasn't really the kid's fault. It was the adults. It was the adults being like, well, I don't want to scare my little my little Kyle and my and my little Jennifer. you know." And, and so they had these pussy Jennifer. illustrations that were just not nearly as cool. Uh, but then eventually, uh, you know, the uproar led to the old illustrations coming back because they're they're really what makes these book books magic. They're the best thing about these books is those illustrations. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I love them very much. And uh, yeah, this this series, the scary stories of Tell and Dark, was a enormous influence on me to the point where I have um, because I started writing stories. At a very young age, I have a, I still have it. I have a composition book uh, where I uh, would uh, write different short stories in, and it's dated 1986. And I wrote uh, little scary stories in it because I was so in love with this series. So this is 1986. I'm nine, nine years old, and I'm writing scary stories. Um, So that's how big of, of an impact this made on me. I have to agree. I have to say that has like the uh, the same kind of impact on me. I wrote, I also wrote stories like young. Um, they were weird. Uh, a lot of times, just probably in some psychological level, trying to like break things down, but in a backwards way. But those stories were so fucking like just kind of they. Well, you know what they remind me of. Uh, when you get some when you get some scope of things, it, the 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 EC Comics stories, like mm. these classic tropes that just you would look at a the cover of the EC Comics thing, and I and not like I read them when they came out, but I have all the collections, and you can just look at the cover and know what the story is, mm. but it's just it's just pulled off so uh, masterfully. Like that's right. the way that's the way this is supposed to be. <clears throat> and everyone that takes the trope and fucks it up or does it well, whatever. But this is how this is like the guideline, right? Almost. Yeah. And I think that the these stories I, I, I compare to that in my mind at least. They were yeah. like guideposts oh. for uh for certain horror tropes. It just it just kind of could to wet your young mind appetites you know receptors to go and seek that out where it's grown elsewhere right yeah as as opposed to a a wap which we talked about before a a wet ass pussy this this was a wham a wet ass mind wet ass mind (laughs) (laughs) i forgot i sometimes i need to review the vital social issues and stuff (laughs) chris and john wayne uh dictionary before i 
log on because I did forget what a what a WAP was. <laughs> I almost again thought you called me a WAP, and I was like, "Come on, no, dude. I mean, no, 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 no. This is you're really throwing around the. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no, no. This is a pop culture phenomenon, which I think is uh, vile and appalling and lurid, and I don't approve. But uh, you know, no one asked what? me. Of of the WAP, the wet That's ass. That's the real thing. You it didn't make is. that up. I'm not making this up. This oh, I thought a... you were. I thought you were making this up. Like no, you were, no. Uh... This is a real thing. This is a a popular oh. song by a female rapper uh, oh. that came out recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and okay. and yeah, she's and she's like, I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me tell you how I got this ring. I got a wet ass pussy. It's mm-hmm. like a really filthy, filthy song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't have heard it at Hallelujah Camp or whatever it was you went. As you certainly would not have, but you could yeah. take showers with men. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, so maybe it was uh, wet-ass men, which is another wham. Wet-ass mine. <laughs> mine. Mine. It's mine, goddammit. And ride horses. So. Yeah, and, uh, well, like you do. Praise the Lord. Um, so uh, one can, can can I say one last thing about a book? Please, and then we'll continue, move on continue, continue. To teen years. Um, there's one book that is extremely dear to my heart, and I have a I have a a story about this that you might even say is heartwarming. It, it warms my heart when I say it. Um, this is a little book came out in 1972, uh, a little known book called The Pumpkin Smasher. I'm holding I up. Not, I have not heard of this. Yeah, you're holding it up to the camera if you're watching it. Yeah. Uh, it was written and illustrated by a woman named Anita Bernarde. Uh, it came out in 72. And it's this little story about uh, this town that's trying to enjoy Halloween. And they put out their pumpkins or jack-o'-lanterns uh, overnight. And someone keeps smashing them and destroying them. Uh, and eventually they find out that it's a witch. And a witch is trying to ruin Halloween. Again, this is a children's book. So it's not exactly Clive Barker, okay? Um uh, it's not supposed to be. Uh, and so what they do is the kids get a giant boulder and they paint it to look like a, a jack-o'-lantern. And the witch like comes for it, beats her broom on it, breaks her broom, just ruins her day. And they're like, hey, hey. And so like the, the, the witch leaves town to go to another town to cause trouble. And they're like, we beat the pumpkin smasher. It's just a fun little book. Uh, but it's like I said, it's written and illustrated by Anita, and they have these great like illustrations, and it's kind of like what I was saying with the Crestwood Monster series, where you see everything mm. is drawn in only black, white, and orange. So yeah. it has this great, uh, this great uh, Halloween visual visual aesthetic. That... Yeah, it has this great visual aesthetic. Like like look how beautiful uh, this is. I'm trying to make sure I have it to the camera. And we're show if you're wa- if you're not. If you're not watching it on our YouTube channel, we're showing it, and it like all the it's a very uh, stylistic, yeah, black and white uh, kind of drawing, ink and pen drawing with like yeah. swaths like of color so, mixed yeah, in. Yeah, so yeah, it's, there's, cool. there's, it's all black and white and orange. Those are the only colors. But you you gotta love it. Like this, uh, you know, this woman, uh, Anita Bernarde, she did these drawings uh, and wrote this story. And it's really just a magical, fun book. Uh, it's so charming, and uh, I love this book. I I never I don't remember a point in my life where I didn't have it. This came out in '72, which is five years before I was born. Uh, but this exact copy that I have is the exact same one I've always had as a child. 
I never lost track of it. I've always had this exact copy. Uh, and I love this book. Uh, and I credit it as being the first like Halloween um, book in my life. The first one that really made me love Halloween was this book. And I remember reading it every year with my mom. And then when I was old enough to read by myself, I just read it all the time. I loved it. Uh, and that's why I've held on to it. Uh, but I have a little fun story about this, too. Do Back, tell. Thank you. Back in 2012, um, before I had any books published, I uh, I was the head of, of a, a website called The Tavern of Terror. And my wife and I did this together where she did all the, the visual graphics because she was really good at uh, – um, you know, Photoshop and things like that. Um, uh, and, and I would write the, the posts and Tavern of Terror was just all about horror and beer. Uh, cause we were really into craft beer. Uh, so, but anyway, um, another, another blog was, um, was guts and grog, which is like still up there, uh, by my buddy, Eric Martin shouts out, Eric, he had, he has this blog and, uh, he, he was doing a segment, this is back in 2012, um, called Horror with Training Wheels. And it was all about horror stuff from when you were a kid and like how it got you into horror. And most people just wrote about stuff like you know movies and everything. But I was like, I'm going to write about the Pumpkin Smasher, which is not as big as Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark or anything. But I'm like, people need to know about this. I love Pumpkin Smasher. Um mm. So, uh, so I, anyway, I wrote this article and it's still out there on the interwebs. If you go online and type in guts and grog pumpkin smasher, it'll pull up. It's the first thing that pulls up on Google. You can read the article that I wrote. So mm. I wrote this article about how much this book meant to me and how I grew up with it and how magical I thought it was. And this is a, this, this, like, this is a forgotten book. Like this isn't a big deal. Um, you know, but at the same time, there are people like myself who read it and love it. Uh, and at the time, it was out of print, and copies of it were selling for ridiculous amounts, like two hundred bucks and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but here's the fun part, okay? Like five or six years later, um, the uh, the grandson of Miss Anita Bernarde was reading stuff online and seeing how like people, there were other people who like were leaving reviews on Amazon of it and like wanting it to be put out again, wanting it to be republished, uh, reprinted, mm -hmm. uh, back in circulation. Uh, and so they were like looking for ways to do that and everything. And Anita Bernarde herself managed to find that article that I wrote. She was looking up because she was like, would people really remember this? Whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so she was looking it up and uh, she found it and she sent a message to Guts and Grog's website and Eric, who runs the website, sent it to me. And it was this really heartfelt uh, message, this really heartfelt email about like, wow, I read your article because I like I didn't just go like this book rules. I like talked about it in at length. And, and like right. how much it meant to me and, and like how to this day, like I'm almost getting choked up, choked up talking about it now. Like, you know, cause my mother's passed away. Like that, that book, it, it pulls up a lot of memories of like my mom and I reading it together at Halloween time and everything mm -hmm. and how much that book means to me. And mm -hmm. so I say all of that in the, um, in the article cause my mother was, was passed on by that way. In fact, she was only dead for about a year at the time. So it was still very raw. Uh, and so, she read that 
uh, Anita Bernarde read that and was so moved by it that her book was still remembered, you know, 40 years later was mm. still remembered. This kid's book that, you know, like didn't become a movie or anything. She was so touched by that, that she wrote this email being like, wow, that, that article really moved me. And it was really so sweet and, and, and really inspired me to, to really push for this thing to be re reprinted. And it was, and it's a, it's available again, uh, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, dude, it was such a wonderful thing. Cause Eric sent it to me and she's like, uh, like she, she's in her nineties now. She was like 92 years old wow. and was like this, this article like really cheered me up. Like I was so moved by this article. Um, so, uh, and yeah, like apparently she's still going strong. She's like 95 at this point. Uh, wow. but she's, yeah, she is 95 uh, and still alive. And yeah. Still, still rocking it, you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's really like, I was so like, so overwhelmed when like she wrote wow. back, you know, yeah. and was like, like, was she happened to find that article? I, I never would have thought it, you know? So, um, the pumpkin smasher, if you have kids, uh, this is a great, great book. Um, I absolutely love it. It's one of the best Halloween stories that is totally uh, uh, unknown and, un and uncelebrated in a lot of ways. Um, I'm but there get, are. I'm going to get a copy. Yeah, you should. Reach you should. My niece. Yeah, because like it's <clears throat> it's just a wonderful, cute little story, and it means as much to me as you know the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You know, like it's that important to me. So Charlie Brown, dude. Hey, 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 whoa, take it easy. I'm take sorry. it easy. Come, cool your jets. You're right. I'm sorry. Great Pumpkin's a fucking classic. I love the Great Pumpkin. Do you it not is. love that? No, I, I enjoy it. I was just really on the hype train of the smash. Your, the pumpkin the, smasher. The pumpkin <laughs> smasher. And I I just the really went. Train. I was I went hard. I was really pumpkin smashing <laughs> it. And, you know, I just, I'm sorry. I just had a reaction. Okay. Uh, but, but, uh, <laughs> that's, that's awesome, dude. You got me almost kind of emotional about it. You, yeah, yeah. You, know, it, you uh, know, you already know I'm a GP, so you are, you are, uh, it's okay. But I, I don't think that, I, I think that actually we should not, I think we should end on that. That was a good ending point. And, okay. and we'll continue our, our Halloween memories, you know, w w mixed with what our next episode in the Halloween, uh, month of, yeah. Yeah. crazy vital social issues and Halloween stuff will be we'll right. Continue because we got to talk about our teen years, our adult years. Sorry. I, that's, bare, that's bare shaking and jangling her collar there. We got to talk uh, about each of our wet dreams that happened in every October since we started having wet dreams. So there's a lot of cataloging that I, I'm personally need to go back and redo. Cause I do have these things marked and cat. I just, I just it's, paging it's, Halloween Herman. It's like a stack of paper, you know. I just keep letting it go, and I haven't put it right in the the right files. But I'm gonna do it before the next episode, and okay. and we can talk about it then. All right, all right. I really think, but that was beautiful. I am already order, ordering that book because so. Uh, yeah, it's so, it's great, man. It's it's a wonderful little book, and uh, so yeah, it, it meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to me that uh, it touched her so much that I wrote this article. I never would have expected that she would see it. Uh, but, yeah, she was like 92 years old, and she reached out about it. So, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's great? She's like 95 now. and uh, mm -hmm. like Still I alive. 95 and still alive. 
uh, and she's like super like you know she's like uh, super anti-fascist and like all the stuff that's going on in this country right now she's just like god damn it i hate this trump guy (laughs) you know like so god bless her you know like it's awesome i love it um i love it dude this was great this is a good first uh halloween uh episode for the month i think yeah And I also want to say this is probably the only good episode we've ever done so far. But finally, it took us, (laughs) uh, you know, we hit our stride. Finally, we hit our stride. This is a great. Okay. (laughs) No, this was great. I had a great time, dude. I am, uh, uh, you know, yes, I think, you know, everybody, please, you know, stay tuned. All the episodes in October are going to feature Heli. Heli? Heavy Halloween content uh, of from, you know, yawn and near and far. And we will uh, reveal further things about each other, I'm sure, uh, throughout the month. And I will wear a different mask before every episode. Uh, and that let it be known. If you're watching the videos, if you watch the videos all, on the vital issues and stuff, that are watching the we videos. have more than we have some people watching videos. <laughs> there dude, are okay. some. There are some. In fact, like six or seven. No, in, in fact, going off on a tangy, tangy always watches the videos. She never listens to the podcast, but she always watches the videos. And so my mom does too. So, oh well, she only watches the videos. Well, and which I'm going to say, like all the video issues are fixed now. I had it. Oh, I had good, upgrade. Good. Uh, my operating system, and I just want to say that it was a huge pain in the ass. If you want to hear me tell the whole story about it, go listen to the episode of uh, John Wayne Lied to You that came out uh, three weeks ago <laughs> called <laughs> called No Smoke in Here, Mom, is the episode. It's episode 169, dude. 69. Oh, oh 69, dude. I had had a lot of issues popping up with uh my mac apps and then it turned out i just needed to upgrade my operating system and then it of course fucked me in the end but hey it's okay you know what else is okay you dude and i love you very much and Aww. you can and uh i just want to tell everyone out there to please tune in every week on thursday to our further antics and adventures Yes. Uh, if you go to chrisandjohnwayne.com, you can find the episodes every single week. And uh, otherwise, they are on all of your podcatcher apps, even Spotify. And like we've been referencing the YouTube channel, uh, if you go to the, uh, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne on YouTube, all of our episodes are there. I know they're lengthy, but it's like a feature film. It's like a double feature. Just get some popcorn, settle in you know, Chromecast it to your fucking widescreen TV and look at yeah. our beautiful faces instead oh, of the oh, awful, oh. awful world for two hours, two and a half right. hours. Right. That's so bad. Is, Is it, it so bad to look at a couple of Hansel, handsome old men? A couple of uh, Hansel handsomes. Handsome <laughs> Hansels even. A couple of Hansel and Gretels. <laughs> Otherwise, look outside your window. Death, famine, AIDS, destruction, depression, <laughs> suppression, you know? AIDS. You can look at that, or you can look at us. Yep, yep. Or you can look at that. Mm. You know, like, I hope I hope that we're more attractive than AIDS. Well, <clears throat> we'll see. 
Anyway, tune in every Thursday. <laughs> tune in every Thursday for more vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Uh, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you're having a rocktober instead of just an October. Uh, rock. We hope it's a rocktober. Uh, and uh, tune in uh, because we're going to continue. This whole month is dedicated to halloween and we have some surprises that will be coming so you don't want to miss that no check us out follow us uh at coyote chris with a k k both k's k and k and follow me at john wayne is dead all one word everywhere and uh yeah chris and john wayne.com k k-r-i-s do it spooky times We love you all. Um, Happy Halloween.